0: Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Moralia Python Radio. We are back from our trip to the Northern Territory. Owen still doesn't know day from night.
1: Nope, Um, still not. (laughs) not, not, It is not going well. Um, Got it. I may not be here next week. I may be dead. So, you know, just savor me now while you have the chance.
0: That's right. But yep. we had an amazing trip, and Rob and Keith are here, and we're going to talk all about it and let you guys know what we saw, and uh, that special something that we saw. We saw five species of pythons, and mm-hmm. the only there one we six. didn't get starts with a no. Yep.
2: <laughs> anyway. anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, Rob, maybe I'll ask you this first. And then we'll, we'll go into day by day. And then I'll ask Keith and Owen. The reason I'm going to ask you is because you've been there before. What was your impressions of the Northern Territory versus Queensland?
3: Well, I think certainly we saw impact from the toad. But I don't think it was as bad as what we had seen in Brisbane and Cairns. Um, <laughs>
1: And the toad saw an impact for the toad's impact <laughs> yeah, from <sure>. us. Yeah. <laughs> <So it> was, <laughs> we
3: gotta make our presence known. Yeah, but, oh yeah, you know, that I, happens. I <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think it was uh, you know, it's probably closer to what it would have been like fifteen or twenty years ago there than it was in Cannes. So um, I thought that was great. Saw a ton of ton of snakes, ton of reptiles overall and a bunch of fantastic uh, anthropology stuff as well. So that was, I thought the whole thing was super cool. And you know, mm-hmm. the, the vibe in Darwin was cool. And then outside was, you know, everyone was great to us. So whole thing was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right. So for the newbies, uh, we'll start with you, Owen. <laughs> yeah. You, you've listened to me comp- talk about Australia for,
1: for a while now, for yeah, a while. It's, yeah. It's not annoying at all. Um, I I would say it was kind of weird and surreal. I mean, landing in Brisbane was kind of like the, we're in Australia, but like you didn't get the feel of it because we only really saw the Brisbane airport. Um, And then it was landing in Darwin was kind of the same. And then Darwin, the city is kind of the same as like a small city in the US, except for, you know, you drive on that side. But... um, (laughs) What kind of stuck to me is that we went to that first beach after we got off the plane, which, how insane are we? We're like 13 hours and then a, like a six-hour plane ride, and we're like, now we're here, we begin. And it's like, <laughs> eh, 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 like body not functioning. But um, <clears throat> when we started walking around the beach, um, we, we we found what we find, like skinks, like a little skink or something like that. And it was mm-hmm. like hooray, the first reptile. And it's just like, well, it's like it didn't really. It was it was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. But I'm like, God, I hope we find some better stuff. So it was kind of cool. It was like it really kind of started clicking uh, that night when we went to Fog Dam. Um, so it, yep. it it was really kind of cool to just be. Uh, I, I think Keith said it at one point we're walking through the woods with. Bats above us making a ton of noise with headlamps on looking for pythons. And it's like, this is cool. This is awesome. This is insane. I would say that it was devastatingly hot during the day. And then it was like bearable at night. So it was kind (laughs) of like uh, that, but it was, it was really cool.
0: What about you? What about you, Keith? Uh, So my initial
1: impression
4: was I was terrified that we were playing rock paper scissors to see who would drive the damn car <laughs> and, not <get> <laughs> and and when eric said you know I'll do it cuz he's done it before I was kind of relieved until I saw eric driving on the wrong side of the road and then I was <laughs> yeah, terrified again <yeah>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I had it so I'm not a city guy at all like I, I am so uncomfortable in the city and when we were in Brisbane, and then even Darwin, like it was a little built up for me. So I'm like, what, you know, what, I I didn't know what to expect, but when we get into the rural and the outback areas, like all of a sudden I was just like in awe and I just, Like, a a feeling came over me. Like, I I said to Teresa, she gave me the greatest gift anybody could ever give anybody because it was the first time in 26 years that I've worked for the company I've worked for where I didn't think about the company. I was a 10-year-old boy again chasing lizards and snakes in the woods, you know? So being there with you guys, especially once we got out in the Outback, it was just every second was just surreal to me because... We're out there looking for the coolest shit on the planet. You know what I mean? You have all the background noise of the birds and like kookaburras and black cockatoos and white cockatoos and marabou storks and all kinds of different things out there squawking. And, and we're looking for pythons and frilled dragons and monitors. And it was just uh, it it just seemed fake to me the whole time we were out there in the woods, you know.
1: Can I take a moment to pause and appreciate that Keith actually knows birds? I would have been like, parrot! Like, every single one. (laughs) Like, you know, and also, he's smart enough to realize that that giant crashing sound is a buffalo, when I'm pretty sure the three of us would have been like, oh, well, not that's that's well, not a python. No need to worry. It's like it's- See, I, I almost
4: got Rob killed there because I, you know, we're, we're just like rookies starting out and we haven't gotten our signals down across. So I go stop, and right away Rob thinks it's a python or something. So he jumps out of the car. I'm like, no, dude, get
2: back, no, the back car. in the car.
4: Because <laughs> <laughs> there's literally a, a water buffalo like the size of those cape buffalo just looking at the truck uh, on the, the car that we rented. And I thought for sure that damn thing was just going to come and flip us right over into a and be, to the
1: water. A you, know? you know, that would have <laughs> been awesome in crocodile yeah. waters. Yeah. 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 yeah, a yeah. Thing thing. So, I, I yeah. think we get to get the signs down after that of, uh, it was like, what was it? Reptile, maybe reptile and whoa, we're all going to die. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. that was definitely a whoa. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I got a funny thing about the driving. So Dory comes and picks me and Owen up from the airport and <laughs> I start doing everything the opposite. I'm hitting the windshield wipers. <laughs> every like, every <laughs> second <laughs> the windshield
1: wipers were going. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> I couldn't
0: I couldn't get back to normal. It was great. <laughs> so I yeah, acclimated to Australia. While. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah.
0: But Yeah, yeah um, I would agree. I think uh, you know I, I'm kind of in the same campus, Rob, you know, it was good to see, you know, at some of the spots we went to on, in Queensland we were just overran by toads and this, you saw some, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as crazy. Um, it definitely was more of, um, what I equate to Australia when we got into the Outback, you know, and mm-hmm. had more of that feel, um, you know the aboriginal art the just the landscape itself just had me mem- mesmerized uh for for quite a bit you know um so not a, let alone the animals but uh all good yeah. stuff so
4: yeah the whole thing just sucks you in you know you just become a part of it and you and it's you're so you know all of us were just so focused on one goal of you know finding any kind of animal but reptiles in particular but um, you just really felt like you were a part of the land, you know. It was definitely very cool and I mean to to be able to drive for two hours and literally not pass another car it's, even though you're on you know paved roads sometimes you yeah. still felt like you were in the middle of nowhere with that low of a population around you I mean the one town we went to, what did it say a population of 54 people I think <laughs> something like that <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like dude this is freaking awesome you know I was just like yeah, it, we, uh... after coming from New Jersey you know what I mean I'm, I'm used to yeah. uh, cars on top of cars and houses on top of houses so you know that was my element like i just felt so comfortable and at ease there which we shouldn't have been because half the stuff we did was insane we could have died yeah you know? that
1: was, yeah um and also we, we we cleared out all the iced coffee in that poor town they may never get resupplied like you know that's those people are well, still least like i know There's... what
4: a flat white is now too yeah exactly
1: yeah. dude first thing we did when we got back eric stopped for at a wawa for gas i went in and got him like the largest black coffee ever oh, like, that's great just because yeah. i knew he was like dying
0: yeah so. jones and yeah oh yeah That was excellent all right <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we'll just walk through our itinerary and sort of uh so I think part of the success that we had and we got I got to say thanks to Rob is that he kind of researched this background stuff and mm-hmm. you know spent hours in front of a computer you know trying to figure out where you know specific animals have been found and right sort of like uh he's like our own personal tour guide if you will and uh <laughs> you know he he sort of had a, a game plan mapped out on where we we're going to be and um one of the good things that uh, i guess you learned us from last time rob is that we weren't driving as much um, from spot to spot we would just stay in the spot rather than had like have a base camp and keep going back and forth and just satellite and out from that we would just move to another another base camp, um, which uh, which made made it a lot easier because <laughs> I kind of remember Rob. I don't know. It seemed like <laughs> we were driving a lot at night uh, coming back. You know, <laughs> it didn't seem as bad this time. I don't know.
4: I think I think yeah, what Rob sure. did too. What Rob did that was masterful. Also was he didn't just map out like what you were going to do that day. He mapped out what you're going to do in the morning, what you are going to do at midday, what you're going to do in the afternoon, what you're going to do at night. So we didn't waste a lot of time no. and he planned it so that midday when activity is the lowest of the animals that we're looking for, we were doing something interesting, like going to see the uh, magnetic termite, you know, mounds yeah, or, you yeah. know, we were doing, so, you know, So it kept everything real fresh and interesting. Like you didn't get played out and not seeing reptiles because we were doing something cool. We are going to see, you know, the billabong full of magpie geese and, you know, all the different stuff in the middle of the day that um, kept your attention focused and wanting to get back out there and looking for reptiles when the time was good, you know, instead of getting burnt out. So, yeah, he did an excellent job. Kudos to Rob for putting it all together for us to get us in the right spot at the right time for sure.
1: The pit bull yeah. is a pit bull, and the pit bull does <laughs> what the pit bull does. And, yeah. get and down, when the pit bull you, you gives you give them the look, up. you do not argue. You do, you do not say. argue with the pit bull. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet. Yeah. Get up that mountain. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you yeah. think of, I mean, where you think about it, we were going like 12 hours, like just full. <laughs> Here we go. You know, yep. but it didn't yeah. feel like At it. Least, you yeah.
1: know? No. no, 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 no. And it was much easier getting out in the morning. The thing is that we always had the idea that we could run into the reptiles. And another thing that Rob did that was awesome was he kind of played it through researching what other uh, Australian herpers have found in what areas. So we always had the idea that we could could find something. And then later on, we'd go to a place where we're definitely probably going to find it. Like um, we went to a few places to look for Merton's monitors and then we went to the places where oh oh, yeah they're going to be here. So it was one of those things. So it was really cool uh, where, I mean, there were some animals where I'm pretty sure we were not expecting to see them and we ran into them in the daylight and uh, that worked out well. So,
4: yeah. Yeah. And, And when you know, these species in the area, you can tend to focus your concentration on that species and what it prefers based on what we know about them, right? That, you know, focus your looking in the right areas, At the right time for that particular species, that helped a lot, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I guess the first stop we made was we were were in Darwin, and we checked into our spot, and then we went out to the botanical gardens, which... Right, We'll have a story at the end of the whole thing Uh yeah, We,
1: we kind of <laughs> we, we the, the first go-around of the botanical gardens. The second one was much better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Probably because well, of Gavin. I, I think it hits on. <laughs> yeah. It hits on? Go ahead. Definitely.
3: Um, so I think the thing that it hits on that I know, you know, Keith and I were chatting about, and then he put up in his post, is that we – we as Americans have this conception that you go to Australia and it's crawling with reptiles. And while certainly Darwin more than Cannes and Brisbane, there's to some extent that's true. We're oftentimes referring to tiny skinks that we have to look up you right. know. And it, and even then, it'll be the same two or three or four species or whatever. And it's just different, you know. It's colonies of them, so that you, if you kind of average it out, you say, oh, we're seeing reptiles all the time, but that's including. Stuff that you is isn't—it's cool, and you like to watch. And certainly now with the new camera, I like taking pictures of. But it's <laughs> not—it's uh, not a pipe, you know. right. Yeah. Um, so that uh, I, I think it's important to bear in mind that then, if you're talking about the things that we consider the, the highlight items, they're not falling out of the trees for the most part. You can even go to the spot where, you know, heck, Gavin had his, uh, you know, Darwin top-end carpet study site you know mm-hmm. Garden, and even there we went and looked for hours in tree it wasn't even like we were looking in the wrong place it was just there even a place that has a high concentration of them it's not that high that's just you look at every tree and every tree has one right you know, that sort of thing so i think that's sort of a misconception that that we have is oh well you'll go and you're necessarily going to find this stuff and I can tell you that's definitely not true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
4: No, but it makes the reward that much better. I mean, when we came up upon a species that we were looking for and you found it, like I I said, we're like 15-year-old girls at a Justin Bieber concert, you know. (laughs) The one animal that we found on the road and and I was driving that night and you guys got out because we saw it and you ran back. And when you (laughs) realized what it was, I just seen the headlamps bouncing up and down like a bunch of basketballs. And I'm like, oh, that's something good. I got to get back there and see what it is. It's either something awesome either good or, or bad. You know? It's
0: either something good or it's trying to kill them.
1: Like, yeah, Maybe, it's like, yeah. yeah.
0: the buffalo has found them or. Oh, no, they're dead. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, we knew this would
3: happen. But yeah, and the other thing, just to, to get it out of the way, you know, not not in a. Uh, just to make sure that we do it and say clearly and are all on board with it, is that uh, I do want to give thanks to Scott Iper. And yeah, Jake Bendy, who both gave us a ton of good insight and advice. You know, you were talking earlier about the research end of it, and uh, definitely there's a ton of time. Fortunately, it's enjoyable. But uh, the other part of it is getting great insight uh, from a ton of people, Justin Doolander as well. A ton of people, right, but especially, you know, our Australian buddies, uh, Scott and Jake did, a, did us a ton of favors on this. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, and and they were even while we were there, you know, they were just a phone call away if we wanted to bounce something off them, which was freaking awesome. It was like like having Hank Aaron on speed dial, you know, if you're playing baseball <laughs> or whatever. It was freaking awesome. Yeah.
1: It, it, it was, it was, and also every single one of those guys wanted to see us do well and were yeah. excited for us that we found the species that we found and how it went right. down. So it was, uh, yeah. is definitely very good. Like nobody seemed well. Maybe after the one Scott seemed a little so but
0: just a little put out, I think, about the whole a thing. Little but, yeah. out, I mean, <laughs> just a little. Uh, um we'll right. get there.
1: I think we so, need to stop teasing everybody and actually get into like what the hell we found. Because um if we go <laughs> if we go over one more time of well, we found that one thing and <laughs> people might start turning us off. So
0: I I I know well, that'd be a mistake. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I guess the next spot that we hit up was the, uh, the Mangrove Boardwalk. Um, we th- Do we, we, Oh, yeah. I can't remember. I thought we found so them. That, a...
3: that was first, actually. But hold on. One side note. I know when we went back to the Santa Garden, not the, not the second time, but it's sort of the end of us being there. Right, one yeah. sort of semi-disturbing note was looking, I was looking for the visitor center Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that. So that was the second time. It wasn't the first day. But I I read on the board and it says, if you see chunks of random white stuff, uh, that's asbestos. Apparently. (laughs) I missed no. that sign. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So something to bear in mind, you know, we, uh, certainly I, I don't remember a ton of what we saw. It was sort of a little stink stuff and whatever over oh, there the first time. <laughs> but that definitely involved flipping over some sort of weird white thing that was just randomly laying there. And then when we went back, and I was reading the sign. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that was asbestos. <laughs> cool.
1: Awesome. Thanks. We, we survived Australia to die from the asbestos that was laying on the ground. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, so we went to the uh, the mangrove uh, boardwalk, and um, right. I guess what I found interesting is that um, at at that time, I guess we were coming in the, the buildup uh, part, you know, right before the wet season. But mm-hmm. how dry everything was, um, and probably if we come if we came back there in a month. All those places that we were would probably be filled with water, uh, Mm -hmm. I would imagine, and um, would be a whole different experience. But I I can't, I can't remember. Didn't we find some kind of lizard in the tree? It was,
1: it was in that one pile of bushes and stuff, and it was that one lizard that uh, we kind of, we we didn't, I don't think we even saw it. We started walking and we heard it like run, and then we all kind of like positioned ourselves around it, and then you and Rob and Keith got a bunch of pictures of it. I forget what it was. I want to say it was a little dragon-like yeah, thing.
3: We... No, so that that one comes slightly later, which is where we oh. clarified our driving language. It, well, until Keith diverged in <laughs> the uh, Water Buffalo context. Oh, right, right, but, right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> later that evening, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we saw a little skink or something running around there. It it was cool to check out. But um, when we're driving away from there and a a gamut goes running across the road, and I say, whoa, then you guys can pick
0: it up from there. Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember the gamut. (laughs) Um, oh Lord! Okay, so yeah,
3: he yelled gonna... at me because I made the sound of death when in fact it was just the oh, that... run across the road. Yeah. No, no, he, that...
4: he gave us a you... whoa, like yeah, it was instant death ahead of Keith us.
3: Keith
1: and immediately apologized after yelling. No, at no, no, and, uh, no, that, uh, was, another okay. that okay. was another night.
4: That was <laughs> another night. Okay, I was That confused. was when he said stop, and I literally didn't stop within like a foot. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that was scary. That was sc- I would rather deal with the water buffalo than Rod at that <laughs> moment.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah. So with the we stopped for the gamut, and then didn't we go out and kind of try to chase it? <laughs> or I don't remember what happened with that one. Uh, no, I just
3: ran across the road and was gone. But it was just a cool little bit to see it, and then you all yelled at me for making sounds of you know that you associated with us. Our immediate deaths or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. being excited about a little band yeah. running across the road.
1: Yeah, right. We had to write We didn't, you at the we L-
3: didn't have L- our
4: game figured out yet, then Rob. We just didn't know did. our game figured out. We, no. we we got better as
3: we went along. Yeah, we, we did. Def- we definitely <laughs> did.
0: Yeah, and then we found the. Then we find that first night tiger that night that uh, had been hit.
1: Yeah, that was in the Yeah, that was in the.
0: Yeah, water fog, yeah. so man, so then we it? headed out to. Uh, what's that?
1: Was that was on the way to Fog Dam, wasn't it, or was that on the way to? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Exactly.
0: Okay.
1: So. So
0: yeah, uh, we, we saw yeah. that, which was kind of a bummer. Um, but uh, still, it was beautiful, Snake. But yeah, it was kind of a bummer that uh, that First, was like that. Yeah. But, and, uh,
3: yeah. I know Keith and I. That we, as Keith just said, we were still working on our game because both Keith and I were like Snake and Eric at this point you know it's after dark so that means he really shouldn't be the one driving at this point because right. he's sort of catatonic as he's he's totally willing to do it but that doesn't mean he's able to do it and yes. uh right so we both are like that was definitely a snake and eric's like do the what now
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: pull I, over okay yeah. hey, we're in australia guys as they get there so it's yeah. um
0: i uh I I definitely should tell everybody. Like I could drive all day, no problem. You know, twelve. You know, <laughs> nine hours, eight hours, not a problem. But for some reason, when the sun goes down, I, I just cannot. Especially if I was driving at any point during the day, uh, it just I just fall asleep. I, at the one side point, of the road called you called you constantly. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. Come for me. Yes. Come to me. Yes, and then. I decided to switch. I don't I don't remember what day this was, but I, I Rob was driving and I was sort of co piloting for him and I just keep <laughs> dropping the phone right. because I'm falling asleep. It just keeps falling out of my hand like
1: He's boom. like he's <laughs> like where, 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 where? And the problem is falling at, it fell out of your hand and every time it fell out of your hand you woke up. So you'd be like, I'm like, like oh, what sorry what turn and then but oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. It's like yeah, it just kept happening. Yeah.
0: So I'm not the guy to drive at night, so we figured that out. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so we went to Fog Dam, and I guess this is where we found our first uh, snake. Well, here's the thing is that we've been told... So, on
3: the road, we shot nothing, basically.
1: Right, no. We've been told that Fog Dam, like, you need to kick the water pythons out of the way because they're all over the place. We're driving down the top of the dam, and there's nothing. I mean, we see a ton of frogs, and we see... I shine for you. Yeah, crocodiles, tons of birds. Yeah. That's where we saw the water buffalo that nearly killed Rob. Um, but nothing else. So then we pull off to the end of the day.
4: See now, I thought that was cool because we did see those uh, like night heron and those like bustard birds, and they were hunting the frogs on the road. And I thought that was cool as hell. That you know typically you don't see birds except for owls and night jars and whatnot hunting at night so I thought it was cool as hell that those birds were hunting the frogs out on the roads at night I thought that was for oh. me it was pretty cool you know it,
1: yeah you know when the buffet rolls course, in Keith was there yeah otherwise you would have been, <laughs> been like, we non reptile like, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> those are you know
3: pre-reptiles or whatever an whatever.
1: Yeah, evolved reptile yeah it's like it, <laughs> look at the dinosaurs so it's like one of those things but um it, I mean, those frogs were everywhere. Like there were tons of those frogs, and they weren't toads. They weren't like cane toads. There was a ton no. of, kind of frogs. Um, yeah, and they had quite a jump to them. They they cleared oh, yeah. the car hood easily. Yeah, and they were. I mean, that's I think you know you're talking about those birds don't normally hunt at night, but when the snack cart like throws itself at you, I guess yeah. you're just gonna eat it. So you know, come yeah. on. Um, But it's cool because we went the entire length of the dam, and then we stopped, and there were a couple paths to walk after you got off the top of the dam. Um, And I think we found a gecko hanging out near the bathroom, which apparently, if you want to find a gecko in Australia, go to the bathroom, and they're all over the place. Um, Yeah, pretty much. And then we started walking the path, and what's really cool is as we're walking, you can hear, you can't see them. But you can hear the fruit bats above you, and those are like the flying foxes and stuff like that. So, yeah, the big ones, they're huge. Yeah. So you're walking and you're like, it's a nice day. Listen to all the, it's a nice night. Listen to those birds, not birds. Those are not birds. And it's like, that's something you kind of keep got to get into your head. Um, But we kind of, and you
4: would hear, you would hear, you would hear the cockatoos squawking back and forth and right. you know, like immediately you start thinking like there's a python hunting them because why are they squawking Is there, are right. they squawking at us are they squawking for something's hunting them but you could tell there was an uneasiness in the in the treetops mm. uh and i don't think it was off from us
1: you know right there's a ton of movement in the treetops so i mean we kept walking around and we kept doing this stuff and uh you know, it, it was really close to the point where I'm like, maybe we should turn back because we've been walking for a while. We hadn't seen really anything except for maybe one or two toads. And right. uh,
3: I mean, it's a, especially our slow pace, right? I, yeah, I, it wouldn't be wrong to say we had walked for at least a half hour, if not, you know, getting on 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, to, I'd say in, so. In yeah. a single direction. And you yeah. know, I'm like, I, I, for, for anybody who doesn't know, when we all left, I was. Sick as a dog, so but it was one of those like, I'm not gonna not go to Australia. So, at, at certain points, when we're walking the first like one or two nights, I don't even know where I'm going, I'm just walking forward. And hopefully, God, someone would stop me if I walked off a cliff. But, um, so I was getting really close no cliffs
3: there, just the exactly,
1: see, just crocodile. <laughs> um, and it was getting real close for me to like turn around and be like, All right, I think we're gonna call it, or you know, maybe we should call it. And they didn't say it. And that's when we found uh, the water python. Not we, was- you. Okay. You, you you spotted it, but but you were
4: kind kind of like melancholy about spotting it, and I guess it was because of all the meds you were on, you're like, oh, oh yeah, I was a a not there.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're
4: like, oh, a python, and we're like, yeah, We're on, a python! <laughs> like
2: over
1: here, I guess. Yeah, it was. Um, I I shouted and then stepped back, and Rob dove in there, and I'm like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> so it's yeah, um, yeah. yeah. but uh, that's where we found the water, or I found the water. But yeah, it was. That was really cool. Uh, did you, did for me. you have a
0: whole new respect for your water pythons when you came I back? Still hate, I,
1: I still, they still hate me. I mean, I don't <laughs> know why. It's like they don't like me. But um, that one did. That one was better behaved than the ones I have here. It's yes. like, um, yeah. But no, it was really yeah, cool. That snake was great. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. It, it was really cool, especially because like you have these things in captivity, and to see something, uh, a counterpart of it in the wild is insane and it was a healthy, great looking animal, it had fantastic colors, um, it put up with us, like, Rob was like touching its face and it, like, you know, to try to get it to sit still and it really just let him do that, it didn't have any kind of problems with that um,
3: yeah, no, I mean that snake was great, you know, just sort of uh, what's what's the phrase, you guys will have to help me, but it's whatever the beardy mommies do or whatever boop um, <laughs> the snoop or whatever uh, snoop no, we're <laughs> not doing that, no yeah, no. there you go <laughs> Yeah, that it was just right like now. doing that, you know, because it gave the clearer feeling, and you know, that it wasn't gonna react negatively. to That so it was just all right. Sort of, okay, stop, 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 stop. Try and sit yeah. this picture. Um, so yeah. no, that, that was like the, fantastic. I, I
4: saw like the, I, I saw like the python was just sitting there saying, "All right, you got me. Do what you're gonna do, and uh, when you're done, let me go." Right. Yeah, yeah. right. It it was it's clear so that we're,
3: you're not gonna eat me. So just you know, just I'll put up with it, and then. I know that you'll let me go on my way. That was that was sort of the clear understanding. I just wanted to highlight that it was yours Owen, because, you know, that's your first python and that means a ton. You know, I think especially because that is something that you keep and something that you really like when you know, it's not a common thing for people to really like and appreciate. I yeah. think you need to There, that's a special that's a special bond, especially to then have it be such a a calm and uh reserved snake
1: yeah it yeah. was it was definitely very cool. And I definitely found it uh, you know, it, you're talking about like a newfound love for the species. It definitely is there's something different seeing something that you've been working with in captivity where it should be. like it this this is its wild counterpart. This is what it life for this thing would have been if it wasn't born in the u s. so uh, it was very cool. and I appreciated that. and that was a good find on the first day because it kind of definitely Boosted everything up for me because it's like you know, oh, oh yeah. crap, you, we're here. You yes, got uh,
4: you got your second win, then Owen, and you were ready to keep going down that trail for another. Exactly. <laughs> five minutes yeah, after yeah, that it
1: was that was like screw it, let's roll. <laughs> like you yeah. know, I'll, I'll yeah. die later. It's fine. So uh so what, we was, made it ten feet further, and that was about it. Was, right? <laughs> or I almost stepped on something. It was it was one of those. I think you turned around to talk to me, Rob, and I looked down just. Because and it was right by your foot. I'm like, holy shit It's like and that was uh the Slady Gray. Slatey which gray. was right, yeah. The the exact that, opposite I, of the water pipe when it came to chill. True. <laughs>
3: yeah. I I just felt like I felt like an idiot until then Gav was say talking to us about being in the tent gardens looking for carpets and stuff during his study yeah. and saying that he's he stood on, you know, Slaty Grays and things, and they're biting the crap out of him while he's looking up in the trees, trying to, that's you know, radio your the But I'm like, okay, that's
1: fair enough. I'm
0: not the only right? yeah. one. Yeah, it like tried to bite the shit out of the camera, right? You heard it like uh, clunking against the again. oh, Yeah, <laughs> the, the, camera, on, yeah. yeah. Get the
1: shit out of my uh, hat. We tried to put it underneath my hat, and it's just biting the crap out of it. I'm like, damn, this thing is just not happy. So, uh, and I think we're sitting there, we're like, venomous? Mildly venomous? Just don't get back. I I, I was like, I was confident, you
3: know, this is a non-venomous. I mean, it's not a bite you necessarily want to take based on the teeth, and maybe they've got some sort of anticoagulant features, you know, in Mm -hmm. the saliva and stuff. But I felt comfortable with it until Keith was like, very, you know, pretty adamant that he's like, eh, I don't know about that, man. And I was like,
0: <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have. Uh, I shouldn't to have Keith. gotten as comfortable as I did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have- you
4: paid me back one of uh, the of uh, following nights when we found something that looked just like a slaty gray that I almost grabbed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Did, did we all have that one moment where we were doing something and like our own brain was like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Cause Rob with the slaty gray, Keith, almost grabbing the one, me chasing the one. And then, um, I don't know what Eric did that nearly killed us. We'll, well figure that out. Drive off the road. There you go. Off the road. road.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple times. The shealers. The sheilers yeah. in the woods. Shealers yeah. in the woods, exactly. They get me All every right. time, man. <laughs> <You> know,
2: <it's...
0: laughs> no, there, there, there was Ooh. another point we'll get to later in the story, but uh, we were trying to get a position on something. And I went down and around and underneath through this vegetation. Oh, it's, yeah. it's it's exactly where Keith said that he had his uh, encounter. The and encounter. I'm just like, I, I was so like not paying attention that I'm just because I'm trying to get to, a you know, a better right. place, you know. Um, Your focus but, is yeah. on that solely. Yeah. yeah. So when I swing around to the other side, I'm like, oh, shit, oh, man. Shit. I just <laughs> went through there like, like, okay. All right. <laughs> Crisis averted, yeah. well, no yeah. issues.
3: <laughs> and the underlying elements of it all, went, you know, skipping ahead just for this brief anecdote, when we went to Crock Cove, then later on in the week, it mm-hmm. was uh, a little troubling when we, you know, it's all, uh, you look at all the displays, all of them are great, all these great Australian reptiles, and then you look in the Death adder's cage, and <laughs> you know where it's going to be, right? Because it's, it's mostly open and exposed, and then there's this little leaf litter bit. And, right. well, sure enough, it's not out in the open and exposed yet. That gives you a little bit of pause. You know, yeah. at least for me, I was like, mm. yes.
1: We we're ripping through bushes and stuff like that. We go to Crocosaurus Cove and we see the death out and We're like, wow, we should stop doing that. And it's like yeah. that's – it was such a tiny thing, and you could barely see it underneath those leaves and just know. And it was knowing it was there. Yeah, exactly. It was really <laughs> obvious. Is that like, yeah, no, uh-uh. So, Yep.
0: Okay, so I think then you know then we just head back to the place we were staying for the night, and then the next day we went to I think the next day was when we went to see the magpie geese, right? And uh, I
1: think I think the next day the we, beer, went Croc- yeah, right? we went to yeah, I think we went to Crown Cove in the morning, and then I met this no, no, no. up that
3: was that was nope. later on.
1: Okay, Eric is
3: right. Sorry. So that next morning we just we headed out on uh, on the road to a beer, and on the way we stopped at the of Wetlands.
1: That's right, it, we yeah. saw the magpie geese. Um, Which was cool. That was yeah. cool. Keith,
4: Keith. And there was also, that was where we really got to see uh, the uh, little Corella cockatoos and the uh, greater sulfur crested cockatoos. They were all up in those trees hanging out. And I think Rob got me some really good pictures with his camera. I think you might have too, Eric. But that was, that was like, you know, the first time we really got a good look at the
1: cockatoos. So that was really cool for me. That yeah. was probably my favorite. Is every time we saw something really cool, Keith would then remind Rob that he can send the pictures to him. Like, he's yeah. like hey, <laughs> hey Rob, time. that yeah. Dropbox, you're gonna, you're gonna, like, you're gonna send that to me, right? And it's like, yeah. yes, Keith. So, well, I've been so anxious to share
4: photos and videos and you know try to bring everybody in. I'm like, I know Rob's waiting till this show is over with before he send them to me because I'll probably post them up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah,
3: <you know? laughs> So he's holding out. The downside of taking 5,000 pictures, man, is that it yeah. takes a little bit of time to go through them. Takes yeah, a little absolutely. bit of time,
0: yeah. So, Ubir was one of those places with the, uh, with the rock art. And... One little... Oh, yeah, on. go ahead.
3: So, one note, right, is on the way to Ubir is when... Actually, so, it was even before we got to the wetlands is when we saw that gold eye on the road. Right,
4: right. Yeah. Yeah. okay. We're
1: crazy. Yeah,
4: and and it looked so serpentine. Like we all were so keyed in on seeing snakes and the way they move on pavement. You know, we saw a couple small monitors, and they move so serpentine, like they're not up, you know, trucking along like typical monitor fashion. They're actually like kind of skating across that pavement. We all thought snake right away, and until we got out of the car and started running back, and I thought it was really cool how. the monitors and, you know, the frills and, and all, they they play dead, basically, once they know they're had. Mm-hmm. They just kind of feign dead. They they stop in their tracks, and they just kind of try to blend with the surroundings and don't move whatsoever. And luckily, the Sam monitor did that, so, you know, we got some really cool shots of him. Um, and then even better shots when he did finally get courage up to bolt, and we, you know, let him pass up into the tree, Rob. And you got
1: some uh, really good shots of him in the Yeah.
0: Front. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was cool again.
0: The
3: other the other fascinating bit of that, right, Keith, I know that we saw at the time was just how it spoke to how hot it is there. The yeah. laying yeah. flat on the road in that fashion. I mean you could tell he was starting to feel that yeah. heat to really get yeah. over where he wanted to be. He started opening his mouth to <laughs> and, uh, and we were caused that. that
4: Right, we weren't conscious yeah. of that, and and we, we soon as he opened his mouth, we all were like, you know, hey, we got to let this guy go. He's overheating that quickly in this sun, and that's when you know we moved aside and kind of gave him a little scoop
1: from behind to get him off, so he would get into the yeah. shade. But literally, what, within forty-five yeah, seconds minutes of him stopping, yeah, yeah it was right? not long. It was not long it at was all. It wasn't long at yeah. all, and he mm-hmm. started overheating. Somewhere in that range yeah Yeah. it's crazy
3: you know that's that's the sort of intensity of heat and stuff that we're talking
4: about it's just And, and that was the first that was the first tell to me on like all the reptiles in general how they're surviving in this area and like totally redirected my thought process on a lot of that just seeing how quickly that guy exposed to the natural conditions there and he started to suffer you know yeah um you know, and it really started making you think about a lot of the ways we we keep animals in captivity, for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we didn't see anything else really when we went to like Ubir, right? Um, that was more or less just uh, scenery
1: and coolness. Yeah.
0: We climbed so, up scenery, to the Scenery, t- coolness,
3: small skinks. You know, there, there we saw a couple. You know, there, but even those were supercharged by that heat. You know, so that it's yeah. Of- and between them being supercharged and us sort of feeling that heat and being a little fatigued out of it, I don't even think. I think maybe I got a handful of pictures, but I know we saw a couple of species there that I didn't get pictures of because I was slower and they were faster. <laughs> yeah, and, and that yeah.
4: was the uh, that was the first kind of mountaintop where we were uh, we were looking at valley. Yeah, and it was like yeah. yeah yeah we were starting to like you know try to key in on all the cracks and uh, rocks and looking in there with our flashlights as we're kind of walking around and enjoying the sights at that moment, for sure. I think we saw, um, isn't that the first spot we saw? Did we see a massive,
1: like, raven? bird in that area also uh, and one of my spirit guides yeah seems um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, really keen on knowing there yeah i know <laughs> it was uh but was a beer the place where um we're up on top of the mountain and Keith's like guys when i die you're gonna bring my ashes back here we're like uh, yeah. all right yeah." <laughs> i said you're gonna make sure my my kids come with my ashes here and spread <laughs> them here
0: Right okay. here. All right. Um, somebody mark that down. It's like, yeah. So... Yeah. It was almost like you, two you, levels, you know? You yeah. You went up to that know, first level, top. and you kind of looked out, and then you climbed up to that next level, and then you looked out, and you sort of get the... What I what I found fascinating is you could look 360 around you and not see anything that's oh like, uh, you know... It, it doesn't not even design. show you that people are around at all, you know? No buildings. No, no. in any way. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. I think... I think that was the first spot that my emotions hit me, too, because as you're making your way up there, you're you're seeing the Aboriginal art. Yeah. And it's starting to really sink in um, that these people made, you know, they're living on that land. And, and I'm looking at it, and we can't last an hour and a half on a hike. <laughs> and you're looking at these pictures of, like, the fish they caught and the bows and arrows for, um, you know, and their other – spears and everything, forgetting the kangaroo and the and the monitors and all. And, and, like, you're starting to take that in, and as you're walking up these hills and you're thinking of these people eking out of living here and all, and you get to the top and you're overlooking that valley, and you're like, they were standing here overlooking that valley that basically was theirs, that was their home. Like, the emotions definitely get to you at that point, you know, and I just had to sit there in awe, getting choked up looking at it, you know, and it's just... You know, you just think of all the things that have happened in that area and we're just this tourist sitting on a rock now with our cell phones and, you know, an air conditioned vehicle <laughs> you know, a couple hundred yards away and bed in a shower. He, he just, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, you know, it it just it really humbles you, you know, to
1: to to realize the history of that area. It was just amazing to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean Obeer was gorgeous and it was one of those things where it's like you can just kind of imagine haven't like having a fire lit on the top of that thing, and you'd see it for miles. And yeah, it's, just, it's gorgeous, right. just gorgeous.
3: Yeah, it's well. And the other aspect of that too, right? is you can see that well, this is the seasonality. It's sort of a hunter-gatherer lifestyle yeah. where different biomes are. We were in a when you're up at the top, you can see all these different things and say, mm-hmm. "Oh, I, it totally it clicks." How so you'd go to the west right in this time of year because you're going to be able to access these resources and you'll go north at this time so that there's this mobility that we don't really associate with our modern lives And uh, we're in a fixed place and this is what we do and it's like uh, this whole expanse and it's sort of the farming idea right where you're not farming the same spot you rotate where you're at they're doing that on a seasonal basis based on the different resources you know oh well when the billabong comes up then there are file snakes that you can eat. You know the yeah. by geese and the file snakes and all this stuff, and it's happening within an area that's not all that large because there's it's just sort of the convergence of circumstances. So you have a bunch of different options in a uh, close proximity, <clears> but you can see all that at once, and it's just sort of as far as the eye can see. You oh this way it's this, this way it's this. That's where fascinating stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, you know, even besides the reptiles, just the scenery that you see in is, you know, to me is makes exactly like he said, you take a step back. It's kind of like what happened to me in Chilligo when we were in those caves, just sitting there and you just kind of have the feeling, I think there it was a little different because you were inside a cave, you know? So it kinda right. made you feel like, you know, somebody was sitting right where you're sitting, um, as, uh, it's it's just stumbling for sure. So um I thought the place we stayed at uh during this little stint was uh was pretty cool. It's uh what was it? Uh Kundina is that is that Koinda. Cowinda, okay. Koinda Lodge, yeah. I, I don't know about you guys, but I thought that was uh pretty cool that was spot, cool. you know? Yeah. Um we got we had uh self service there. That was good. At least for you know.
3: Like yeah. Keith
0: and I for, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Um and uh had a little convenience store. Owen had his meat pie and Keith, you had your meat pie. Uh what yeah. say you?
4: <laughs> you know it's like I think there was a day where I had nothing but a bag of Doritos and like it didn't even phase you because you're so into what you're doing, you're not even
0: thinking about eating, you know. No. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> for sure. Also a toasty. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, toasty. Yeah. <laughs> See, one one toasty. more,
1: one more grilled cheese sandwich, and I was going to lose my mind. I yeah. mean, so many toasties. So,
0: is that where we stop at the cafe? And I had the uh, yeah. The, uh, I, I ordered. I i ordered an i ordered an iced coffee so i said they, all right iced coffee and it was like coffee with ice cream in it and i was <laughs> and i had like a rainbow <laughs> straw and you know <laughs> yep. and they, they're making fun of me oh look eric's got an ice cream float <laughs> yeah you know? but, uh, but yeah that was a cool little spot that was where we went to uh where was that uh cahill's crossing was also on that uh trip right and um that's the spot where um you know, uh, you could look it up. I have a video of it too, but basically there's like a, a strip of road where cars cross, but uh during the wet season it kinda of floods out and there's saltwater crocs just kinda of waiting on the sides uh for you to hopefully hopefully get washed down the river and make a uh,
1: make a mistake, yeah.
0: And, um, there was a sign there that basically said that there was, uh, recently a fatal croc attack, uh, that occurred there. So it'd be super And, and that
4: was another surreal thing for me. It was like, you're sitting there looking in that water and, and you imagine the horror that some poor person went through yeah. and what the last minute of their life must have been to be, uh, you know, taken by a, a giant reptile. And I, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's not a quick death, you know, you're, you're being grabbed and dragged and pummeled and, you know, just sitting there and you're looking at that and you're like, somebody was just here as a tourist, just looking around, not paying attention or, you know, taking advice of the signs that are in that area and it cost them their life, you know, and it sure. definitely makes you pause there too. You're saying, you know, w- you know, as much as, as much as you're in the outback and everything, there's moments when you feel like you're in the United States and you're just in a park where they put reptiles in for me like, yeah. and you, and you think there's rules, but there's no rules out there. You know <laughs> what I mean? You're, you're, you're just prey to th- to this animal. And yeah, I don't know, it was kind of a mind blowing thought process for me standing there and thinking that somebody lost their life right there where we're standing, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's, it's totally... also really weird to think about. It's like, if you think about getting into a, uh like situation in a at a national park here you you expect there'd be somebody kind of uh oh, nearby yeah. ranger this this that and the other thing there's not a lot there's not a lot of like if something were to happen i, I it would have to be a helicopter to
4: yeah well if you, if, if, yeah. as we as we noticed the 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 vehicles that really go in those areas all are equipped with satellite phones yeah because you don't have cell phones. You know, and we're out there in this little rent-a-car with ourselves, like, you know, like we were really, (laughs) like, you know, pushing the boundaries. Um, When you see the other vehicles that, you know, they have two spare tires, they have extra gas tanks, they have have satellite phones, yeah, yeah, they have the snorkel so they can get through water, and, uh, you know, we're out there in our little rent-a-car, you know, and it kind of makes you laugh, you're like, they they must look at us and be like, ah, it must be them them Yankees again over here, (laughs) you know? Yeah, look at them go, yeah,
3: yeah. So, we didn't see any crocs ourselves, but we did see a lot of, like, with the at least the zoom lens that I had, we could see the slides and stop it. Definitely there, but I mean, that speaks to it, you know, just as much as anything. But we weren't really there at, you know, nightfall, you know, at dusk or dawn or dusk, such that maybe we'd be maximized to see them or in the wet when they're really good and going. But, uh, it spoke to it. Well, fog, you know, at Fog
4: Dam, where we, uh, what we, uh, Dam, Rob, what we didn't mention mm-hmm. was we did sign the lights on uh, areas of water and see a, a pretty good light uh, eye sign in those areas. So, you know, possibly yeah, in true. that those, area. Those
3: were kind of the, the crocs we saw. I think maybe by going a little bit earlier, you know, in the buildup, instead of being there in the early wet, uh, right? maybe Fog Dam's quite different, in that both in terms of water pythons on the road and then the crocs being much closer, with, with the water levels at the time we were there, I think maybe that kept the water pythons off the road because there was more available right. dry space for them to be, and the crocs True. weren't literally right up on the side of the road, you know, on the side of the yeah. dam or whatever, in the way they might be in a month.
4: Yeah, that's, right. that's a good point. Yeah, uh, but weird. we did
3: see those. Uh, we did see those four-eyed
4: fish there. Uh, those mudskippers. Right. Oh those yeah. Awesome. Those, yeah. yeah, and little yeah.
3: crabs and things. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah. cool, you
4: know. Yeah. There's always something everywhere we went there was even though we didn't maybe find our target species, we found other things that would,
1: you know, something really interesting.
4: interesting to
0: see. Yeah. 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 And then um where do we go that night? I can't remember. Did we go we went to Nirlange. Uh, Nirlange. Okay. So we went there at night. That was sort of the uh I would say that. that For for the purposes of the
3: the sign and all, we did not go there at night. We went in the late afternoon and it took us a while to leave. Gotcha. (laughs) Yes. For liability purposes, it's not us that'll kill you, it's the ocean.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, No one will know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. we, uh, yeah, so we went there. That place to me was, um, I don't know, it had a, a a feel to it, a spirit to it. I, I don't know how you would put it into words, but, you know, like trekking up that one mountain, you know, it's 105 degrees. Uh, you get to the top. Now you kind of look out and you're surrounded by the, you know, the rock outcrops and then we come back down and then it's sort of like, almost like Sort of like up to the right, there was like you know almost rainforest y type of environment. You know, the water was coming down off that rock, all that moss was growing off of it. Um, you know, and we just kind of hugged that rock and walked around, um, and walked through there. Felt like I don't know how many times we walked that trail, but seemed like a lot. <laughs> seemed like, yeah, uh, I mean,
4: right in, and in that area, I saw for sure we four, would see
0: yeah yeah we
4: would see some of the pythons that we were looking for, even children's or something in that area. you know I thought for sure because there was just so many hiding spots you know to look into um that you saw for sure you would see like you know a coil with a scale or something at some point in that area it was just it looked just so good, you know,
3: so wandering around near Langi was fantastic just because they're all the whole variety of skinks. I think we saw three or four different species, all the different life stages, and they got all these different colors, and we'll come back to this. There's definitely, Keith found a situation that led to one of the best pictures, you know, ever. Everything you guys kept saying, oh, that'll be book quality, and I tend to agree, yeah. but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. I think that was the second day we were
0: there.
4: And we saw, we saw some geckos in that area, too, I think, different uh, cave geckos, I believe they were, weren't they?
0: yeah yeah we did uh there was one that had regenerated a tail in the wall there. I can't remember what species mm-hmm. it was, but uh
4: and then a few nights later, uh Owen found that really big uh cave gecko.
1: Remember it was probably like I don't know five six inches long at least yeah that that, that I remember that one so it was there were a lot of cave there were a lot of cave geckos there, especially around the uh outcroppings right where the the trees kind of provided a little bit of shade. I guess and yeah. some respite from the sun, so they were right yeah. in there, um, which is really and, cool. And this... then there were... <clears throat> right, and then there was a lot of fruit bats in that area again. Yeah, too. yeah. So I was about to say there was a lot of fruit bats and also smaller bats, so they were all yeah. kind of like right in that little area. It was really kind of interesting. So, um... and and we heard a lot of bird species that we couldn't see, but it was strange from
4: the the mountain out to where it was more like savanna type trees you had like almost like a mini rainforest and the life in that mini rainforest was like outstanding like you could look just about anywhere and see something from a bird to a skink to a um you know bat or something was always in that that green area you know yeah it was really cool
3: yeah that first that first night we were there, it, I think our collective experience is kind of to saying, "There's a ton of food. Where are the thing, you know, where are the predators that are going to be eating all these sort of food right. options that we can we can right. see?"
1: Right. Right.
3: mean, it, 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 it filled us with, you know, sort of mixed feelings. Right. At least for me, because it was this mixed uh, thought of saying, "Well, we didn't. I don't think we saw any 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 snakes or anything that was really kind of a highlight for us, but." I thought, well, we've got another night here, and there's a ton of uh, food. So Antaresia and, Antaresia and better should be here somewhere, right? We should be able to find right. because there's – why are they not out eating these things? This was kind of the question.
1: There's food everywhere. Somebody come eat this. Like, yeah.
4: Right, you know. yeah. And, and then the second night got interesting because that's the uh, night of the phone, isn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get there. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, thought th- I thought that was the yeah. third. I thought that was the that third was night.
0: Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: no. Nope. That, that was two of three.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: Okay.
3: So, so in okay. the morning, right? We went to uh, New Orleans, I believe. Is that right, Eric? Yes. Yep. So little New it's uh you take the same turn off the highway, and but it's that's sort of the first thing that you get to and it's uh, I suppose a similar habitat in some ways, but it's more escarpment and less sort of the oak there's a short open savanna bit, and then you're right on the escarpment, and you're just climbing up it and was a whole different uh, whole different deal the the funniest bit of that to me. So, well, certainly the funniest bit was that Owen was clearly feeling his illness at this point. So <laughs> <Yeah>. he, <laughs> Eric, yeah. uh, Keith, and myself had left him in the dust.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah. well, followed a that, led him,
4: that led him to find a rock wallabay, though, which was pretty cool to see. Keith oh, yeah. kicked yeah. it up and saw it from behind, but I got to see it from the side. And seeing that thing span 15, 20 feet, from rock top to rock top as it bolted away from Owen was, you know, friggin' awesome as hell to to see that animal take advantage of that uh, terrain like that and think like, what the hell could possibly catch that thing? You know, there's yeah. no dingo is gonna catch that. A bird of prey would have had a hard time because it was zigzagging as it was going. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, wow, what an effective escape method that thing had for eluding uh, predators. You know?
1: Yep. Yep. So it eluded Owen very well, very well. Well, Owen was not 100% <laughs> anyway, so it yeah. I did not give it any kind of uh, um, like <laughs> not even yeah, a half
3: party chase,
4: no, no it chase was, it <laughs> yeah, it was
3: just
1: that was. But that then, was Owen,
4: crazy. once once you spotted that and you know, we both saw that animal, then you and I started looking around, and the scat from uh, rock wallabies was amazing how much, um, you know. It, it was around from that, you know, it was unbelievable. It was like, you know, like deer around here in Jersey. That, that's how it was in that area. And then you start thinking, well, come on, this is great fodder for, for you know, some Anything. of the bigger pythons or something. Um, so really like intensified our search, I think, in that area, looking for bigger, you know, signs of predators that could be around with all these. Because the rock wallaby isn't all that big. It, you know, it's definitely uh, – Conceivable for some of the bigger pythons that we saw, like that, you know, really large water python that we wound up finding later on, um, could have definitely taken that animal no problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. It's it was just a weird, it was like a weird landscape too because it looked like the rocks had just been cut by water, like tons and tons of rushing yeah. water, but there was nothing anywhere because right. yeah. of what the season was, and there were. Tons of uh, places where all, I guess, the the palm fronds and a bunch of other stuff had just flowed and was just packed into these rock crevices. And it's like, you're like, there's probably, there could be a death adder underneath all that. So right. if I really wanted to, I could start <laughs> shifting through, but death would happen. So yeah. it was a lot of that. Use your hands; um, it'll be yeah, great. Use your hands; it'll be fine. So and we certainly found a lot of skinks
4: in those little areas yeah. that you're talking about, um, which was, you know, I think a, a preferred prey item of a death adder. So, um, you know, there was definitely enough food there for one, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, and that was and like, some species we didn't
3: see elsewhere too, which was cool. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of yeah. those were things that we didn't even see on Nerlangie. So, yep. and, and bigger to your point. So, right? Yeah. No, definitely, definitely prey items, and that habitat more than Nerlangi gave me the impression of being a home for the for a Right. Yeah, that's what I was really there, hoping to find
4: there. Yep. It is. I mean,
3: we weren't there at the time, maybe to see him for sure, but right. I was. That made more sense to me than Nerlangi in terms of saying. Where would these things really be? And that made a ton of sense. I, yeah, you and I, I know we're like, this is where they are.
4: Yeah, right? absolutely.
1: I
3: don't know if that's even right, but it certainly felt right.
1: Yeah. It's, it's also kind of weird because, like, that's where we discovered the very green, angry ants that bite the hell out of you. Um, <laughs> yeah. or at least that's where I discovered them. So it, there was a really? lot of that kind of stuff where it's like even the insects were like really cool, really different and somewhat dangerous. So it yeah. was yeah. Uh, it
4: was we actually got to see that one skink. Uh, well, actually, there was two skinks that uh, were allowing Rob and Eric to photograph them as they were eating those. ants. yeah, yeah. Um, and they were picking them off like it was cool to watch them hunt. Even though it's just a little tiny skink with an ant, it was still really awesome for me to watch them hunt and dart around, picking those ants off as they were, the ants were trying to, you know, make their living there off of those 115 yeah. degree rocks. And you know, it was pretty cool watching the ants hunt them.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah ants totally. hunt them. Okay, um, and then from there, so then that, we... I
3: think that was the most exhausting hike. Would you guys agree? I think, um, especially on the way down. Yeah. Up was one thing, but on the way down. I know I tweaked my knee a bit, and you know that I saw the next day when it was bruised up and stuff. And I know Owen was really feeling it. I don't know about you two because he didn't didn't say anything the whole time. Made me worried I didn't push us hard enough. Yeah,
4: um, <laughs> I didn't I didn't say anything because I didn't want you to say all oh, the sixty year old guy's gonna die. We're gonna just leave him here. So I just like you know I hid everything
1: that was going wrong. <laughs> I, I was. Um, I'm 33, and they were already getting ready to leave me behind, Keith. I mean, like you know, it was. With, I, I, I want to know how many votes of if Owen dies, we leave him here, or if Owen falls, we leave him right. Like, well, I was well, so we far we did leave out you the
4: it. one night. We did leave you the one night on the side of the road because Rob did true. think Rob, he got in the Rob car.
1: Just me on the side of the road in Australia. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> that was great. Yeah. I, with that spot in particular, I kind of pushed. There was like a like a, go- a little gorge, and like I thought that. You know, you'd be able to go down that and then up, keep going up. Yeah, you were really pushing that, that.
3: That one yeah. was mostly you, man, in terms of really trying to go to get to the top of that bit. And I don't, yeah, you know, it was sort of like, well, we lost our trail markers a long time ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> It got it got a little dicey and then I started having those images of those uh you know, those death adders just kinda <laughs> could be anywhere and I'm just like Maybe pushing like, yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs>
4: the yeah. brush the brush did get really thick there and then we started getting into the thorny stuff and we we're starting yeah. to get torn up a little bit trying to trying to get through it and like you say, we knew er- uh, Owen was starting a little bit that day. And I think you and I saw some really cool lorikeets up there, Eric, when we got to yeah. the top. Remember, there was a, yep. they were in that one tree um, feeding on uh looked like the nectar of some flower blooming in that tree. So that was pretty cool to see once we got up to where we did.
0: Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was kind of, uh, kind of sketchy going down, uh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to, Well,
4: you uh, you know what it is. You're like on a, you're like on a, I'm going to say what a 60% incline walking on ball bearings. It felt like, you know, so yeah, yeah. that was a scary (laughs) going down.
0: (laughs) And I think later that day, didn't we go to the, um, um, so we went to the Billabong, the right? Billabong, right. right. We yeah. come
3: down, we're exhausted, and we say, "Well, let's go to the next thing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so that end bang yeah. bang
3: Billabong, yeah.
0: Which was pretty cool. And that's <laughs> where uh, for the trip.
3: Yeah.
4: That's where we parked, and we saw that raven working on something. And 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 when we went over, it was a cane toad, right? Right. Yeah. It was. And a cane and, and and yeah and they had figured out you know being as smart as ravens are that thing figured out to go in from the ass and not through the top and um it actually got to the insides of the cane toad uh avoiding the venom glands so i thought that was really cool that these birds had figured out a way to deal with it now you know if, if they could catch on and they could tell other things how to deal with them <laughs> right maybe they would put a hurting on the population but you know Leave it to a raven to figure out how to how to deal with them. I thought that was cool as hell. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely. Yeah, the the bill itself was um, was pretty cool. It was kind of like walking on uh, sphagnum moss. Um, it just seemed like uh, that water will be there at some point um, where we were yeah. walking, and um, I don't know. We didn't venture too close, even though there wasn't a whole lot of water. I don't know. I don't think any any of us wanted to chance uh Well, you know what croc. the problem was?
4: <laughs> yeah. And you know what the other issue was there for me anyway was, like you said, we're it was like we were walking on a sponge and I think underneath that layer of moss was like a network where, you know, snakes could be traveling because I saw like frogs and skinks in that. So snakes could actually be traveling under there in that heat, you know, during the day and the sure. chances of stepping on something in that area you know, started, like, kind of, because we were in definitely, you know, a good-looking area for, for something to be crawling around hunting in there, even during the heat of the day because of that moss just cooling things off, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um And then on our way out, we saw that, uh I'm not sure what species it was, some kind of dragon, um, which was pretty cool. Yeah,
3: another little gamut that we, hadn't, we didn't see the rest of the trip, so that was cool. We'll have to... Once I get through those pictures, I identify what that was and then yeah. have it, you know, but it, it was a cool little of damage for sure.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, I, I guess that was, what did we do that night? I can't remember. We went back to Nerlandi? We went back to Nerlandi, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and that was, that was Monday, right? So... So then Tuesday's the night where I lost my phone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Tuesday we went back there during the daytime, right? Didn't we go there in the early morning that day? And then back again?
3: Uh, so that's that's that same day. So the first day was Ubir and then Erlangi. Or the, you know, from Darwin, Mamukla, Ubir, Nirlange. And then the next day was Nourlandia. The Billabong and their langie, and that's the night that yeah. So that uh, you know, again, same thing. We even went there earlier. So we got there in the afternoon, did right. the hike a couple times, and then we went up to the lookout. We're hanging out up there, I saw you. And that's when there. you. Uh, oh.
4: That's when you. That's when you took the awesome picture of the skink, and um, I think yeah. didn't. You took a picture for some tourists that wanted you know the mountain in the background, and we're all kind of sitting around just enjoying the skinks and you know, listening to yeah. the tourists and all that kind of stuff. And at I some
1: point to, I went to another rock wallaby. Like I was way over there yeah. trying to, yeah. yeah. So I was looking Owen at some of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and Keith don't, 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 uh, I don't want to shortchange the tourists. You know, I was quite amused that, uh, so they were Western European, whether German or Dutch or some, something like that. Uh, They were speaking English on the way up the trail, but once they realized that there were native English speakers sitting on the lookout, they completely stopped speaking English, always a good sign. Um, And then then they they started uh, pointing at us and laughing a lot. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that happened a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that
3: that was interesting. So I I know at least personally I thought, well, coming up on on sunset, we've got four Germans, two older guys and two younger guys. uh, Coming to this spot of all spots, I know personally I had some – some negative feelings that maybe we had someone right. who was looking for something that we hope to see and for different reasons than we hope to. Right.
0: right. Right. Yeah. And, um, with them in particular, I thought it was, it was the, the thing that, that struck me as odd is like, you know, Rob and Keith are, are trying to make sure that these two skinks that are breeding, Rob's trying to get a good shot of it. Um, and, we're all sort of like around and they just sort of walked right into the space. Like you see clearly. Yeah, they, they could see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Rob's trying to take a picture of something and it was like, they didn't care. <laughs> and yeah. it just sort of, it <laughs> sort of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I don't know. It's uh, you, you see somebody taking a picture, picture of something. Picture. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um, and, and then he hands the Rob a phone to take a picture with. And we jokingly, after we realized yours was Let's, gone, saying it I was probably it your you. damn phone.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I took your phone. You want me. to give us a little number? <laughs> I took your phone and take a picture of it with you. <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, exactly. And so, then what was weird my, is when I was sitting there on the rock and they were walking away and they the one guy sort of looked at me and he kind of was like, Laughing, and I was like, Is he smiling because he's happy he's on top of this rock? Is he like, you know, like I'm joked did... that, that you know I'm not in on or
3: something? Right, like that. Yeah. that was the impression yeah. he created, right?
0: And I'm just but like, there was you know, a big
3: it... joke that we didn't get, yeah,
0: right. Is he right. laughing because I have a fly net on my head, or like, I'm not sure what, what he's laughing at, but right. something is weird about this situation. And then, you know, we just kind of went about our uh the rest of the night. And I think this is the night where you guys almost ran into, uh, you know, uh, yeah. I went around the corner <laughs> and I
3: see, yeah, I, I go around the corner, right. We're sort of checking things out and mm. go around this corner and I see a snake and I, I see that it's, uh, you know, a brown, well, meaning uh, the color of the snake was sort of an olive green. to brown. And it's got a yellow belly and it's got a single black bar behind the head. And I've, I was from that and gray, say, but... well, it's an elapid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To me, I was like, well, clearly it's an elapid. It's either a moon snake or a northern brown snake. I'm talking to Scott retroactively. He's like, yeah, I've never seen a moon snake with a yellow belly, and it's like, well, yeah, it's a northern brown snake, probably the most toxic of the snakes that are up there. So, so that was exciting. About a two and a half foot or something like that that went yeah. shooting off, and for some reason Owen didn't want to go diving into the leaf litter after I know. That. It's <laughs> so weird. To get a picture.
1: Yeah, he almost wants to live. It's, um but it's funny because uh, Keith was coiled, ready to strike, and he's just like yeah, Rob. I kept saying Rob, Rob, Rob. Rob. <laughs> and I, The first thing out of Rob's mouth when I come around the corner is "That's an elapid. I'm like, and I'm like, "Whoop!" and I just turn around and back up, and it's like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm out." And Keith is still there. He's still standing there. It's like. Like, Rob's not going to change my, his mind. He just said, a lapid. Don't touch
4: it. Yeah, my, like... my, my hearing isn't as
1: good as it used to be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we decide that we're going to try to get these pictures of the lapids and, or at least the brown snake. That thing just takes off like a shot. Um, yeah. And it's gone. And we're not really all about looking for it. So it was like one of those, well, yeah. we saw that. Down
3: into that it was just like, okay, we're going to yeah. go about Bye. it, you know, not, not freaked out, but simultaneously like there's no need to push our lock on it. Yeah, this yeah, is no, the sort of really... thing where you say, cool, okay, I'm, I'm totally happy or content to not have a picture and to not risk doing something stupid, you Which know. hilarious certainly. about
1: what, what happens later because it's hilarious because we have this reaction to the brown snake here, and then later on – Completely different. Anyway. Well, I mean, the context—the
3: context was the context different to me. Those, and I agree with you. And then we we back. No, it's okay. Yeah,
1: okay. It's okay anyway, so um, but that was it. That night. was sort of
3: the excitement
1: of that night, right?
3: No it you know, wasn't. So again, no, I well, mean, no yeah. one wasn't because they <laughs> we got didn't
0: so get much to better. the. Yeah. Yeah, so so we, I get. We're walking and we go back. We decide to pack it up and we get back to the car. And I'm unloading no. all my stuff. <laughs> And my phone is always in the side pocket, and I go to put my f- pull my phone out, and I don't have it. And I'm thinking, what did I do with it? I'm thinking maybe I left it in the car. Then I'm trying to remember, what did I take a picture of last? And, you know, um, I'm, I'm r- running all these things through my head. So then, you know, Rob says, well, let's go up to right. the top and take you, a look.
3: You. Yeah, Yeah. the last time I saw you with it was when we were on the lookout. I saw you messing around with it and all that. Right.
2: And then after
3: that, I hadn't seen it. But there were, like, two different times where I thought I had heard something, you know, something fall or something like that. But none of us could really respond to it at the time. So we we checked out those spots. Well, okay, carry on, Eric. This is your story, not mine.
1: (laughs) Well, Eric and Rob go running up the mountain, and Keith and I stay back, and we tear apart the car and not find anything. But then we also discovered that there are giant ass centipedes that run through the parking lot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm laying on the ground trying to find Eric's phone underneath the car. And they're like running by me. I'm like, well, this is horrible. So yeah, I'm like, "Yeah." (laughs) yeah, So the, there, the parking
4: yeah. lot literally turned into a hunting ground for like eight inch long centipedes yeah and it reminded me of the the valley in king kong where he shakes yeah. the guys off of the <laughs> branch and they yeah. fall into that valley and right. all these giant bugs start coming out to hunt them i mean literally like you know the one almost crawled in uh, owen's ear while he's looking yeah it under was, those it was not a good
1: no it was nasty <laughs> and
4: then like so when they're hunting they move really fast and they're just swinging their head back and forth. And if they encounter anything on that move, it's just, you know, disintegrated in front of them. So it was interesting to watch them, but I was just like, like totally skied out that the ground was like,
1: actually moving wherever you looked with how many centipedes or was. He's in the trunk, shining the flashlight down. But like his feet aren't like hanging down. No. Like he's in the uh-huh. trunk. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the I idiot mean, are, around. So yeah,
4: these things are probably eating frogs or a- like anything that came they came across. They were just devouring in this parking lot. So oh. it was kind of cool, but it was also like you know, yeah, definitely a
3: little skeevy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so you, you and Rob go I, off on your I, own. I, me,
0: me and Rob.
3: Right, start- we Hold on, one bit because I think this maybe was the night before. Was it the night before that I had originally introduced the uh, the local toads to? Yeah, yeah it was the, the, the night before.
1: Foot? The night before you kicked the toad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So it's... laughs>
3: Hello, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I horr- horrified Keith. Yeah, yeah. that uh, yeah. you know Keith. Well, Keith and I are walking together, and you two are behind. And
4: this toad stands up. You know. It's just yeah. standing there looking at us coming, and I'm, I'm thinking in my head, the toad's like, oh, here comes four Americans. I probably want to take my picture. So I'll pose for them. nice and proud here. <laughs> and next thing I know, I see a size 10 flying at full force at the toad, <laughs> and the toad flying through the air. And all I can think of, the toad's probably like, what the fuck?
1: know. <laughs> <Well, laughs> It was like it, Rob kicked it and the sound that it made was like smacking of like leather. Like it was a football. Now, <laughs> just so everybody's knows. And I know there's probably some people who are like the horror, the toad got up and hopped away. So it's yeah. okay. But also they're not supposed not to be the last there. I make no, sure no, no, no. That was, yeah, that one. Up. yeah, <laughs> Rob, 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 if Rob saw a cane toad, he kicked it. So that's just how now, the night after he kicked the toad, all the cane toads that we saw were like sprinting away from us. So apparently word got around. Yeah. So, yeah, but so it was uh, just t- hilarious. <laughs>
3: so Eric and I are hauling up the mountain, trying to find yes. his, trying to get to the lookout. Cause that was the last place I had seen his phone. And yeah. then we we're going to take the trail back because there were two different, as I said, two different spots where I thought I had heard something that conceivably could have been the phone falling out of his pocket or whatever. Right. Um, and so, Eric, pick up the story as there as we're going
0: up the going so, up the way, and there's a toad sitting there that hasn't yet gotten the message. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So, um, was that before the night tiger or after the night tiger? Um, just before. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I do, I do uh, Rob how... made sure that uh, those toads knew um, to get the hell out of the way, <laughs> for sure. I do love how this well, that was emergency.
3: The one that I deferred to you because I
1: thought you had some rage issues you might need to work out. Oh no, he just oh uh, yeah. Death.
0: Well, but, yeah, and then I I I crumbled. Um, I went, you know, he's like, "Go ahead, man, get your rage out," because you're missing your phone, and I'm just like, ah, I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So Rob just picked it up and booted it. But <laughs> so
1: it's it's a it's a horrible emergency. You're rushing to go get your phone up on a mountain. But you also stop because you see a night tiger.
0: Yeah. So, what was kind of weird is, is like, we, we, we walked that trail how many times and saw nothing as soon as we leave. And when we run back in, like, me and Rob were hauling ass going up to the top. And sure enough, there it was. I'm like, son of a bitch. So, maybe we have to walk faster. That's when we started like thinking, like, do we have to walk faster? Did they know we're coming? Did they hear us coming? Us four, you know, trudging through the right. through the through the environment um, they pick up on that well we get to the top of the mountain which was totally pointless because it's so dark you have dark. no sense <laughs> of of where anything is and you know me and rob are like we were sitting here no i think we were sitting here no i think it was over here wait a minute no <laughs> wait hold on it was over here and you know it was just we couldn't make any sense of it wow. and then and the the point to highlight there, you
3: know, is that we had planned our trip around the new moon. And that night, I
0: think it was dark.
3: Both, both those nights were either one of them, one or both counted as new moon. So there's absolutely right. no moonlight at all. Yeah. So literally we were there, you know, what, an hour before, an hour, 90 minutes before, something like that. But now it's pitch black. Right. And literally we're sort of stumbling around saying... I don't even know what way it's blocked Yeah. because it's so black. Yeah. Like, I can't even figure out. There was a, a distinctive spot where we had been sitting when I saw you using the phone. Yeah. And we couldn't even make out where that was.
0: Yeah. And couldn't figure wasn't it
1: out. Wasn't it also cloudy? So there wasn't even any like star? There was no light at all. It was, if we turned off our lamps, we could not see each other. Yeah. Like, it was yeah, that bad. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I think Rob we didn't even walk the trail, right? We just decided to to head back because we were going to come up in the early AM. Right.
3: Yeah. yeah. We we got to the top, looked around and we're just like this is a fruitless endeavor. You know, yeah. we we looked around, didn't see it and said this is fruitless and probably, you know, unwise and potentially dangerous to try and do the the trail back even though we had heard the noises um, you know, to try and wander at that that route that we had taken. Yeah, totally. And I think that was right. You know, we just said, well, we'll come first thing in the morning, and then at least we'll have something to see at
0: least beyond our headlights. Right. We'll have a sense of where things are. And, you know, to me, I wasn't even really – I mean, I I had two things on my mind. One, how was I going to stay in contact with my wife? And then number two, like the pictures that I have taken thus far were kind of like now it was all lost, you know. So it was like – that was kind of a bummer i didn't really care so much about the phone per se as much as it was my work phone and i'm like oh great now i'm gonna have to buy a new one and blah 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 and, you know but um it is what it is so i kind of just ex- we went up there the next morning and i just kind of accepted that it was gone um but you <laughs> put a pin in that yeah. yeah.
3: Well yeah. Put a bit in it. Exactly. Yeah, Keith and I went up there. We Owen was not feeling it. Stay here. Left don't 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 worry about yeah. it. Get better.
1: You know? I, I'm pretty sure you guys had had it at that point and we're just like, We somebody please leave this idiot like you know, behind and it was one of those you're going up there and I'm like, Listen, if you find a carpet, bring it back here and we'll just release it at the hotel. That's fine if you find if you find the other thing somebody come get me you know, like and bring me up there like it was one of those things that like, made you all promise yeah. so
3: uh right. it it, did, it didn't have that feeling of this i feel like that other thing that exists there yeah we definitely got the feeling that it's the sort of thing that required extenuating circumstances. You're not just going to go, and for the most part, you're not just going to go and find it unless you're not looking for it at all. You're a spider person or you're a bird person or whatever. In that case, yeah, sure. It'll just be hanging out right in front of the trail waiting for you. (laughs) you No no worries. But if you actually, if you're a, a reptile person and that's kind of the, obviously most significant thing that exists there. They're not going to show up, you know, having problematic circumstances arise only seems to improve the odds exactly. rather than the reverse.
1: Yeah. But, but so, then it's like we find out that losing Eric's phone was the best thing that we could possibly have done because um, the. Right. Has, it's, it's that that's to an extreme. I mean, right. we'll, we'll did, get, did you mention we'll the, <laughs> Did you mention the children? Eye, though? Well, that's what that, I was going to say. That was that yeah, night. I, that was that night. Yeah. Right, because we spent all that time looking for Eric's phone. We leave, and on our way back, we find the two children I and I think like another, <laughs> yeah, another night, night tiger. tiger. Yeah, we kept yeah. finding night tigers. Like, eventually, we just like it's another goddamn night tiger. Yeah, we found like six of them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so
3: the, it, the, the best looking one was that first one that Eric and I found. I think the yeah. best condition, the rest of them seemed like they were ready for the wet for sure, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so. Um,
3: so we Run find route.
0: the children and I uh yep. driving down the road we found two of them um the first one was cool. she was in perfect condition oh my
1: God.
0: <laughs> you know uh yeah. you could still see the, the 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 spots on it um you know it had a nice iridescence on it It had good weight you know it's a beautiful snake um and you know it was i always in its belly it looked like yeah, yeah. So I always have these thoughts of when I see that, you know, it's like, wow, I have that at my house in my reptile room. And, it, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you're like, it. it's sort of the same thing with the water python. But, you know, to see one in the wild and really see what, like, an adult looks like and to see that, yeah. the, you know, it was doing pretty good and, uh, you know. And, and And I always think in the back of my mind how, like... How sometimes I don't appreciate what I have because you get caught up in this, the thrill of the hunt, I call it, when you're trying to uh, make your next edition into your collection and you don't, yeah. you know, you don't take a step back and, and, and be grateful for what you have and appreciate what you have. You know, it's like you get it and then it's like, okay, I got that. Now what's next? You know, um, Um, Yeah,
4: well, seeing those children, uh, children I definitely, you know, I'm already on your waiting list for one, and I've already (laughs) reached out to Gary for one. Because I definitely, you know, the species that I can put in my collection that we found, I want in my collection because just, I I don't care if I breed them or not. I just want them there so when I see them, I remember this adventure because it it, it was just mind-blowing, the whole adventure. So to have those species in my collection just, for that fact is well worth the effort of taking care of those animals for 20 years. You know what I mean? Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, and then the next one we found, we wasn't so hot. (laughs) So, you know, but immediately I, I, I think I said this either to Owen or to Rob, I was like, why is its head so narrow? Right. Not even thinking about the escarpment children. eye, um, but you know, uh, then it kind of clicked that perhaps that's what that was, but definitely looked different than the first one we saw, you know?
1: It did. So, yeah.
4: It was cool. And you could tell that one had a harsher, it had definitely had a harsher um, time getting through the dry period than that first animal we found. It was, uh,
1: yeah.
4: you know, a little leaner. Um, It didn't have it quite the iridescent. Um, it just, you know, looked like it, it weathered the storm a, a little worse than that first animal we found for sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, that first one was fantastic, you know, and the cool bit to me, to the point you're making, Eric, is that that second one, although when we were talking to Gavin, he said, yeah, it's sort of maybe an intermediate form, so right. it's mm-hmm. not a full escarpment children's, but uh, it was close, definitely the elongated head, the pattern, I mean, it looked like a baby Owen Pelly Python,
2: you know, yeah. sort of,
3: yeah. you could imagine it, especially because of the kind of rougher condition, I was like, wow, it, I can see how people get confused. We weren't confused. We <laughs> were like, yeah, okay, it's another children's python, and, but it's that type, and it, it was super cool. You know, that same sort of, it's almost like a labyrinth for me pattern to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was very cool. Very cool snake. And then, uh, yeah, we kind of went back and, you know, just uh, that was it for that night. But uh, Right. I and mean, you
1: guys went out in the morning. Yeah.
0: yeah, then we went out in the morning. There was a couple that were up there on the top uh, when we got up there. and uh, yeah. Well, we yeah. had seen them in
3: the parking lot, and then I don't know, even know if if we chatted with them. I think we passed them, and then we met up and chatted with them on the top. Yeah, they say.
4: came on the trail a different way, and, and I was, like, searching around when I came up on them, and I didn't want them to have an uncomfortable feeling, so right away I said, Oh, did you guys happen to see a phone? And, you know, right. I wanted to let them know what we were doing because I didn't want to, you know, it was a guy and a, and a girl and we <laughs> were in really the of nowhere. <laughs>
2: yeah. Right. Yeah. And you yeah. Three so, years,
4: you, know, you were kind of
3: being weird.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to put their mind at ease and just uh, kind of fill them in what we were doing. And, you know, they were so nice. They were, and I found that with all the Australian people. Like, it's funny. The Australian people, to me, are like live and let live. Like, they don't, they don't care about anybody else's business. Like, you know, yeah. they only worry about themselves. But if they think you're in trouble, the first thing they say is you guys are right. And, you know, as soon as they found out what we were doing right away, well, give me your name. We're going to be walking around up here. If we find it, we'll contact you. And Rob gave him, you know, his email address. And, you know, I thought it was great that they were looking to help us. And, um, you know, it's just typical Aussie attitude over there that I found in, uh, everybody that we came
0: across, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, so after that, more point,
3: baby skinks, or more little skinks, right? But nothing, no other points to
1: You guys, you guys said you found a wild boar or something like that on that one too. Hell oh, yeah. yeah, we did there see a bad. boar
4: walking in. Yeah. yeah, it was
1: actually a big animal too, and thank God he ran the other yeah. way
4: because you know they can be aggressive if you if you get a little too close and startle them. But um, yeah, he went the other way thankfully. But it was a big animal.
1: too Yeah. There you go.
0: Um. And then from there, I guess we headed out to go to the place we were staying, Mount Bundy. Um, right,
3: by way of uh, the earth uh, or the teeth-chattering road, right? And I, I forget, what's the – you have it, the the spelling, at least, of the, the place we went. So that's when we went to – we took the route to the lookout, the other lookout to the south off the Gunlam Way but not uh, not crossing the river because that was against the terms of our rental contract agreement. And it was yep. roughing up going anyway. When it says, what, we went 18, the projection was, well, you're going to go 18 kilometers in 70 minutes.
1: Yeah. Always yep. an
3: auspicious beginning.
1: Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. that that road was freaking horrible. Was this, now, uh, before
3: we got there, was that when we found the frilly?
1: No. No. Okay. no not
3: yet. We're not there yet. Yeah. But, uh it, it, that, so you, Keith, you were driving, and, and then you yeah. took us down the dirt road. We saw the kookaburra. That, that was a cool bit on that road. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, um, there was a kookaburra, and, it, and we and we saw another bird that uh, Owen thinks is in the kookaburra family or a kingfisher. That was like so brilliantly colored, but I couldn't blue. get an ID or a picture on it. It was like such a metallic blue, but it was big, as a kookaburra almost. And and that bird. Uh, flew over the washboard of a road, um, so we couldn't get a picture of it, but uh, that thing was beautiful, so it was worth seeing anyway, you know?
1: Yeah, and the uh, uh, we stopped and checked out the giant-ass termite mounds that were in that area. Yeah, that was very cool. They were huge, the really cathedral cool ones, yeah. Impressive. yeah. Yeah. So that was cool, and then we yeah, uh it was, out a little get. We gal. went
3: up there on the little... Yeah, the lookout, and that, we didn't go, it wasn't terribly far, maybe about a mile each way, right, on the trail, right. but uh, it was a cool bit, and that, that last bit put us through our paces a little bit, at least me. <laughs> I kind of yeah. felt that one. <laughs> and it felt drier, too. It was different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one, there was but, no cover. That was just, like, out in the friggin' open, so. Yeah. Oh. But...
3: Some flies. Uh, I suppose that is one thing that we haven't really hit upon in the show. Flies are horrible creatures. From Mamukla through, you know, sort of all of Kakadu, different spots had different uh, percentages, and they seemed to go away at night, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, just all these black flies that weren't, you know, sort of like what we see here in America, except just
1: perpetually... Kamikaze? You know, yeah. hundreds of them.
3: And they're just all over you trying to get the moisture out of your body so they're oh, sucking sweat off everywhere, trying to fly into your eyes and your mouth. I have one go down my throat that I then yeah. had to hack out, which was pretty fun. Other than that, I wasn't too bothered by them. I mean, it's just sort of like, yeah, it is what it is. You know, don't they'll put up a struggle, and they're not going to be that interesting. But I know you guys didn't feel the same.
1: Oh, we're all sissies. <laughs> yeah, we're all no. sissies. We wore flying nets. Keith bought one. Yeah. Like, it was it was bad and the entire time i'll get about is what the reptile and chill Town guys chill. yeah yeah, yeah with exactly their, with their flight <laughs> like it's all every once in a while i would just turn to eric and do that and he'd start cracking up so like it was just <laughs> yeah it's just horrible creatures but um yeah that one that one i felt that one too and i like the problem is, is i would be feeling better and i would take a crap ton of drugs and then we'd go do like a two-hour freaking hike through the woods, and then I'd want to die. Like it was like my I, I, if if I could just like sit down and have some soup underneath some blankets, I'd have killed that thing in like two days straight. But I kept pushing my body to like the brink of death. So like I kept coming back and feeling sick at the end of the day. And it was this is bad.
0: this was the super hike, right? I mean, this was the yeah. one that was like yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That, to me, that was the the most stress, you know onerous one that we did for sure. Was that the one where, like, Eric's workout watch was, like, stop, for the love of God? Like, it was...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it kept saying, like, uh, uh, on my watch, it would have, like, um, you know, you have, like, a move goal, a stand goal, and an exercise goal. And by, like, 9 a.m., all three were going around for the second time (laughs) with the amount of uh, movement that we were doing. But, uh... yeah. Yeah that was uh it was great
4: was, we lost we all lost a lot of weight over there that's yeah the everybody's <laughs> hell
0: yeah everybody's, everybody's
1: belts got a little tighter <laughs> yeah it was uh, yeah. it was one of those things and also like just the the like Well, I think Keith said it in his post just the laughing in the car because eventually at a certain point when you're tired you get it, yeah. yeah when you exactly we're we're saying shit to make each other laugh so freaking hard <laughs> like all our stomachs oh, got workouts too like it was bad dude like we were We went on some tangents, and we went on some loops, and it was
4: some (laughs) horrible things.
1: I I, I, I haven't laughed so hard. Some horrible
0: things came out of my mind that'll never so, be brought back. <laughs> so when, 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 when,
3: brought back. when okay. is, when is they, ma-
0: when are they making their debut? I mean, I is that, <laughs> I don't know yet.
4: Smoke, we... Smokey the Wombat <laughs> needs we'll to make a debut.
0: Thing.
1: Smokey yes. the Wombat will come out when it needs to come out. So, you know,
0: <laughs> uh, that's going to come out on this episode. It's going at the beginning.
1: <laughs> I understand. It'll, it can come out this episode because now people are listening to this and going, what the hell are they talking about? But we'll get there. It's fine. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> we'll enough. Get Fair
0: there. enough. Uh, yeah. That was good times. Yeah. Um, so then we'll so then we do? yeah,
3: we headed down and yeah, we stopped at the what, Mary yeah. River Station, which is just on the back side of the, the yeah. western side of the park, the southwest side of the park and had right. a meal, saw so baby uh, baby salt was Freshie. was salty baby freshly in the tank. Well yeah. and that's yeah. the thing
1: is so that that was cool. Keith yeah. this entire time has been trying to get pictures of black cockatoos. So we're yeah. out in the parking lot and we're all dying. And these things <laughs> are flying around. And he's like, there they are. And they won't freaking land. And he's just like, no, It's no. so like they fly off into the distance. And it's just like, they were, they were like, they were so smart
4: and wary. Like, you know, if you were in the car, they were fine. They would stay on the ground, getting a drink out of a puddle, yeah. or stay in the tree. But as soon as you even put the window down, they would just hop out of you or fly out of you or just get out of range. You know, and Rob finally did capture some great shots for me. I got a half-assed video of them flying on my cell phone, which was cool. I posted that for Evan because uh, he has one of those. So I, I knew he would appreciate seeing those uh, dive bombers, you know, flying. they they're, They fly unlike any other cockatoo or any other bird in the area. You can just tell. What they were in flight because it was like so effortless they barely beat their wings and they're they're moving at a full rate of speed and you could just tell what graceful long distance flyers they were so I found those things fascinating you know they're just insane beautiful birds yeah
1: yeah, yeah they were cool. I would say the cockatoos were the like you show up a place you could hear them They you might not ever see them yeah. but you can hear them the cockatoos yeah. were everywhere and like we'd pass like entire flocks just chilling on the ground eating. Mangos and stuff like that. Like they they gave zero shits about what was going on. So yeah. they were cool. They were very cool. Yep.
0: And then that night <clears throat> we went to Dorat Road. Right? Was that the first time we hit the, Dorat, the first right? time with Dorat? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's everybody...
1: when I
3: yelled
1: at Keith. Yeah, yeah. when you yelled at Keith, and you know Keith saw his life flash before his eyes, <laughs> but. Um... <laughs> Uh, that that I, was a good mammal road. I mean, we found a lot dude. of wallabies, gray kangaroos, red kangaroos, echidna. Yep. We saw yep. a lot of mammals on that road. Yeah, that was the mammal road. Um, I want to say that first night going down, Duratt, didn't we not find – we found a night tiger, I think, right?
3: I think we yeah. found a night we tiger. We found the night there. tiger when I was driving, which when I was driving, if we saw something that meant we were stopping immediately. <laughs> Yeah, that
4: meant, that meant yes. whoever was in the back seat was now gonna be in the windshield. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Buckle up, buttercup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's how I lost my inhaler and fell in the little hole. I couldn't find it for the whole week and then at the right. somehow I made it to the back seat again and I was like, Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, I can breathe. Like,
1: yeah, yeah it's um but that was uh Well, that, that was the then, night of the stick because we made yeah. a lot of stick stops that, <laughs> it was, it yeah. was that Eric's
0: black yes yeah. so <laughs> so we're driving and I was like I see this stick and it's like part of it had caught on fire I guess or whatever but it had like black rings around this like white stick and I just look over and I'm like blackhead <laughs> and uh <laughs> Sure enough, we get out of the car, and we go over, and we look, and no, it was a stick. So these guys are about to, like, lynch me, and turn around. Rob and I Well, we were just going to beat you, sir, ceremonially with the black stick. it
1: was going to be... I was going to make you take that stick home. Like, I was going to have somebody carve it into some sort of thing for you. So we're... Rob and I are walking, and we're we're talking about what we're going to do to you, and it's getting pretty good. And that's when you find um, the gecko. Your first, kind of, yeah, your yeah. it's it's first. Really and are. and you make up for everything that was about to happen. Like, what you, was cool is you, was, you saved yourself. I didn't even know what species yeah, it was.
0: Ceremonial but yeah, I just it was turn just- around. And there it was just chilling right on that branch. And I was like, Oh, gecko. And they're like, Oh, yeah, sure. Are you sure it's not a stick that's wrapped around a branch or something, you know, that, that,
1: that <laughs> but we did bring up the blackhead stick a few more times. So you're like, yeah. I think I'm like, is it a blackhead stick? Like, or I would be like, yeah. look, a blackhead stick every once in a while. If I saw a burnt, there was a lot of yeah. the landscape that apparently had caught fire at some point. So there was a lot of burned things around. So, yeah. uh, we just yeah. bring that up. Well, the brush fires, as Smokey could tell us, you know, says, just people, yeah, people being what? what? What are they
3: being, Smokey? <laughs>
1: You can't put me on the spot like that. I'll get there when I get there. Jesus.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we went back to Mount Bundy Station, which is where we stayed, which is kind of like this farm situation. Um, We forgot to tell about the uh, Battle of the Car and the Peacock.
1: Oh, we'll get there. I mean, because there were were wallabies everywhere. I mean, there were tons of them. Yeah. And I might have tried to get close to steal a Joey, but I did not get there. But um, didn't quite
3: make it. Didn't quite
1: make it. They're yeah, very so we, quick.
3: Uh, great from Mary River, we went to this Airbnb spot, which is a big cattle station that we yep. were staying at. A uh, Really cool spot. A lot of, a lot of, as you say, a lot of jumpers. You know. Yep. Um, and.
1: Jumpy mammals. Um, we, so, so we checked
3: get... in there, and then immediately it was like, let's go to out, which is right there in Adelaide River, the, start, right. the north side start of it, and we went all the way down to Douglas Hot Springs. You know, that turnoff is closed mm-hmm. at this point, but we went down to that turnoff, and there's nothing going on but these mammals. I saw a down sign that Right next to it I thought I saw a snake, so I'm yelling at Keith to stop. He doesn't stop, so I say stop again. Apparently aggressively. I, I don't know. Um, but
2: we're seeing <laughs> no, no, like nothing. No, no. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, you know. Apparently it came off aggressively. I, I didn't intend <laughs> it to, but apparently it
4: did. I lost an eardrum on that one.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
3: yeah, we, so then so we go down there and we're seeing nothing, which is you right. know crazy because I know Justin literally. Nick. Well, I mean, Keith, you tell him that we're heading into Mount Bundy to check in and all, and you get a message.
1: Oh, are we? Was it, I thought that was the second night on Durrett?
3: No, that was when we were driving up, man. We hadn't, we hadn't been there yet. And Keith gets a message from Nick Mutton saying, "Hey, I, oh, yeah, what, are yeah, you guys yeah. going down there? Are you going to do all this stuff. What's going on? You know? Yes, yeah, what you're talking. later. I'm the sorry. Sorry. I'm yeah, the the he, he sa-
4: no, this, this was he, Nick. And he said to make yeah, he said to make sure you on Dorat. So I'm like, wow, Nick's confirming Dorat's the road to be on. We're gonna we're gonna slay him there. You know. So
3: I right. I, I okay. know
4: I hope for that road.
3: Yeah. And I I know other people have said the same. It's not just Justin and Nick and whatever. Like even local Australia, I was Jake, you know, said, Oh really? You guys didn't find much there? You know, just when he was there six months before, he said he saw twenty snakes, you know, or something. So just for whatever reason, conditions, you know, that's that's hurting anywhere, let alone in Australia, where it's just like yep. it's not that this is you're in the wrong place. It's just sort of the way circumstance, you know, works out that you're you know, it could be a place where Jake saw 20 snakes and we're not seeing anything. And the one positive to me was it wasn't like we even saw a dead one. There was just no snakes at all, save that yeah. one night, Tiger, where I put you guys yeah. through the windshield.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I I think I think um, one of the reasons could have been because other nights where we were successful and saw um, a lot of road kills and, you know, the children I or whatever, um, we had previously in the afternoon had um, some sporadic heavy rain showers. And if I remember correctly, the nights we we drove Dorat, I don't think we had any of that rain shower. So I don't know if yeah. the rain's just starting those other days, you know, was mm-hmm. stimulating animals to come out and move around a little bit more. Um, certainly that's what I had in my mind was happening, but we didn't have that with Dorat. So maybe if we had gotten the rain, Dorat would have, you know, produced more animals for us for sure. Yeah.
3: I mean, I think on both those instances we were we weren't there at the time, so right. it rained where we were, but I don't know that it rained at that right. spot, you know right. we were right. the second day we we're up at Litchfield, <laughs> it got got hairy there for for a second, yeah. you know neat to meet the road train uh, but uh it, cool. you know i I don't know what happened to Dora and with the way that weather works it it could be one of those things where it's like. We're only 40 K away, but it rained crazy, you know, end of days rain where we were, but nothing there. I don't, I just don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got dicey. And what was weird is I kept saying this to Rob as I was driving, you know, like, I drive in the city through rain all the time, and, you know, you don't even think twice about driving through, like, a little puddle <laughs> on the side of the road, right? So I'm, like, trying to avoid these big-ass puddles, thinking I'm just going to hydroplane just straight across. But these little tiny puddles were literally, like, like you're just, you like, out, about man. to do a spin-out. And I'm just like, what the hell? So now, you know, of course, driving those uh, those road trains are coming as I'm trying to avoid... I'm trying to avoid the road train on the right, and I'm trying to avoid the little uh, little puddles on the left and try to, like, fit perfectly in this little section and have no wiggle room at all. And it was, uh, yeah, it got dicey, for sure, for sure.
3: You know. It's going to be a Christmas vacation. We're under the road train next thing know. you know. That, that, that was the impression. But, yeah. I think maybe it's what they feel the road with. I think Keith pointed this out, that somehow, yeah. and yeah. as you say, If there's a lot of water, it seemed to do okay. You know, whereas ours maybe gets sketchy when there's a lot of water. Whereas when there was just like one wheel that be touching water, it ain't got squirrely, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is this really me? Am I looking at Sheila shitting in the woods or what's going on here? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. uh, So, I don't know when that story comes <laughs> into play, but it's somewhere what, around this yeah, time. <laughs>
3: this is the next day. The next. So right. So we we didn't find much. We saw the night tiger. I sent you guys through the windshield. The cops yeah. came. That was all good. You know.
4: Right.
3: He, tell. T- well, how was your experience of the police in Australia?
4: Well, so there again. So <laughs> the cops like they don't question anything. Like their only concern is is if like you know you're in trouble now i come from jersey so we're on the side of the road we have flashlights all over the place we're in the middle of nowhere and we see a cop car pulling up and i'm like oh shit here with a million questions probably get tased you know probably get thrown in the <laughs> back of the truck and taken in for questioning or something <laughs> and he just pulls up and he's like you may fight and we're like yeah, yeah. we're good and he's like off he goes cool. just, leaves yeah. like yeah he he didn't question, you know, he didn't see us murdering anybody. So in his mind, hey, we were all right, good enough for him. And off he went. I was like, wow, this is really cool.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely different experience <laughs> than uh, here yeah. in the U.S.
3: Uh, I mean, Eric, I felt like that was sort of, you know, Keith and Ellen's experience that we had in Canada. The, <laughs> the road, you know, when there was a lane closure. and yes. What did everyone do when they saw that the lane was closing? They just merged where yeah. it was appropriate to do so and acted like I don't know, civil human being. Yes, and you're yeah. just like I should move here immediately, just because no one's being a dick. Yep.
0: Yeah. It was like they understood seen, the I... whole essence of zipper. You know, it was like okay, one, two, one, two, one, right, left, yeah. right, left, just you, You know. Yeah. yeah. It's just that same sort of feeling where it's like.
3: Oh, you're actually respecting other human life.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um when was uh when was it I guess this following night is when we found out about the phone, right? Because I remember yeah, so, it was on so door that, at road, right? Well so that, yeah, we I we saw this, right? Right.
3: So when we were in Adelaide River. Well, yeah. so hold on. We'll come back. Come come back to it. Um so, yeah, so we went back. The funny thing to me is so that we're staying on this cattle station, but you got to drive right by the owner's spot. And there's, like, basically nothing else going on. And right. this is when I sort of realized yeah. between us being both Americans and then who we are as people, we're coming back at, like, you know 1130 midnight, something like that. The folks who are running cattle all day clearly went to bed, like, three hours ago. Yeah. And we get out of the car. And we are so fucking loud. It is unreal. I mean, not even, we're not even like <laughs> being loud this. for us, but just <laughs> yeah. our static condition is so fucking loud oh, God, we're that like I'm like, they can hear us 100, 100 yards away at the place. They're mm. just like, guys, I liter- literally 10 seconds ago, I said be quiet. Let's so- not make a scene. Let's not be loud. And then you get out of the car and Owen's yelling to Keith. I mean, literally, he's just talking. He's just Wow, relative to the, so way I his, am. Dude, yeah. the yeah. But it's just like, it's, it, and, and a third party observer would look at that and say, you're literally fucking screaming. Yeah. In well, the was of the darkness, or what was funny? We're trying to be quiet.
0: What was yeah. funny about that situation was is that Rob is like, he's telling me it. So I think he's yelling at me for being loud. I was like, dude, I can't be any more fucking quiet. I'm I I'm like, like, no, I'm not doing anything. Right. I'm okay, fucking I'm, I'm, tiptoeing. I'm, I'm I'm, I'm tip-toeing.
3: Me, like, Can you believe
0: these two jerks?
3: Like, <laughs> I literally 10 seconds ago, I was like, be quiet. And they're just like,
1: look at the gecko. We were <laughs> quiet like, for Jesus 10 seconds. Crazy. You know,
0: whatever. <laughs> um, and I'm like... Why is he yelling at me and not catching on that you're you're saying, Look at these two knuckleheads, man. What the hell's going on? I told them to be quiet. And I'm like I'm like, dude, if you want me to stop breathing, I can stop breathing, but I don't know if I'm gonna make it to the porch. I mean <laughs>
1: Eric passes um, out. We're still yelling about gecko. It's like, yeah, it's like okay. Well the it's
0: crazy exactly thing the was it's like when we pulled up, the light was the porch light was on, so of course, it drew bugs upon bugs, and the bugs drew the geckos. So <laughs> there's like what, maybe six, seven geckos yeah. just flying yeah, around? Yeah, or more. On the it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, which that was kind of funny. <laughs> was it funny. was, <laughs> it was awesome,
3: fun. but I was just like, okay. I literally just said, guys, we're coming in late. I know most people, they'll say hey, they're not going to do this.
0: Let's be cool. And then we're screaming. Unintentionally screaming. We were cool. It was cool. (laughs) but That's exactly what he said.
1: Yeah. What are you talking about, Rob? We're not loud. Of
0: course I'm silent. Yeah. Uh, But, um, yeah, so then, so it was the next day that we went on that, uh, through that park. I can't remember the name of the park. Is it the... Wangi Falls Walk. Is that the one where we went through where we climbed up and there was like that,
1: well, that was, uh, thing of Robin, water? Yeah, Chai Chaikaba, yeah. Well, we oh, went okay. to Robin Falls. Wasn't that one of the things we went to? Well, so in the morning, right? That, yeah. That morning we went to Robin Falls and that's where
3: Owen was being Tarzan and stuff. So,
1: yeah, yeah, On a rock,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Um, that spot.
1: Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Pretty. A cool
3: spot, you know. Yeah. We we're hoping for imagine. one of the os and all the python, You know, between Dora yeah. and Robin Falls, it was like maybe we'll get an all of python.
0: Yeah, right. So, I
3: guess. And then later. yeah, what well, we came back and then we went to Litchfield. You know, right. right. So we went to Florence Falls that Florence Falls walk, which was really cool. Looking for mertens, and I mean it was great habitat. You know, there's I know Keith and I were both like primed into it just being, like, at every corner there's gonna be one waiting for
1: us. And there weren't. But um is that the one where is that where we saw the big colony of fruit bats? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool.
4: But uh, you know, like people don't understand, like so even though you don't see a Mertons monitor, you're in an area where you know Merton monitors yeah. have been seen. So you're picking up like, you know, I'm looking for fish and forage and and crayfish in the stream, and how they must be hunting them, and the perches over the stream that they can use as their getaway to dive into the stream should something spook them. Or, you know, you're even though you don't see them there, you're still picking up and learning and getting excited about you're in Merton's monitor territory and actually seeing what they deal with day to day. So Even though we didn't see animals in certain areas, I still took that all in and was excited as hell to be there and learned tremendously a lot about each species, you know, from the areas that we know they were found in. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I think, uh, Keith, you had mentioned, I don't know if we want to get into this now, but you had mentioned earlier something about us keeping you know, pythons wrong in captivity, what, what made you think that? Or, well, you know, it's just
4: in a nutshell real quick, and we could talk about it on some other show or anything, cause I don't want to distract from it, but basically, so our, our way of keeping most of the Australian pythons is like, we think that during the cool, like, we we think that we're keeping them in the ideal situation 90% of the time during the year. And then we cool them down and we think that's the harsh time um, that we're going to breed our animals in. When in reality, Mother Nature is providing them harsh conditions for most of the year. And it's kind of like the reverse cycling I've been talking about with Bull and I, you know. But this kind of drove it home for me because these animals do not have... All the ideal things accessible to them at their fingertips, like we provide in captivity for them. You know, we give them a basking spot, we give them the wide range of temperatures and all. When in reality, Mother Nature is is providing a very harsh environment. Like, and and I was saying, snakes don't get bored. You know, snakes yeah. don't say, "Hey, I'm going to go see what Charlie's doing." So let me go for a crawl. They they only come out if they need water. They need food or they want to breed. Otherwise, they're not going to expose themselves to predators. There's no reason for them to move unless they need one of those items. And this drove home to me how harsh the conditions are that those animals are forced to stay in these micro habitats for a very long time until the conditions are right to allow them come out to get one of those three items that they need to survive. Mm-hmm. And and in captivity, we're really providing them ideal conditions for most of the time, and then giving them what we think is the harsh time, the cool time to breed in, and in reality, it's kind of the reverse in, in in Mother Nature, you know, and and that could apply to Bull and I with the coolness, or or you know, the children I and Blackhead with the heat, you know. It, it it just really made me rethink the way, and I'm not saying we would be more successful. We're obviously very successful in what we're doing, but I'm saying we're just not keeping them like we think we are how mother nature deals with them, giving them all these options all the time. Cause she doesn't, she's not that forgiving, you know?
0: Right. Oh, hell no. Which yeah. is why yeah. I tend to believe that, you know, I, I mean, I mostly work with Australian pythons, but you know, it, it they're, they're very, very bulletproof. I mean, for the most part, most species, yeah. you know what I mean? They're, they're tough, you know, <laughs> and yeah. now you know why. Um, after being there
4: you know but if you were going to keep them correctly you know um you would be providing harsh conditions for most of the day and then giving them a micro habitat right you know and then and then you would be providing them with a few hours of um whatever the correct is either coolness or warmth depending on the species around the world where they can come out and do their thing you know but we like you'll see our pythons or our boas out moving around at all times of the day and you know you know just looking for food all the time because we give them food all the time and in nature they're really hunkered down 90% of their life I believe you know what I mean and yeah. really on the move only 10% and in captivity they're they're on the move 90% of the time and only hunkered down 10% of the time you know right right
0: and then another thing is is a lot of people have this conception that the snakes or reptile, well, I should say snakes, um, come out on the road to bask in the in the heat, to heat up. Yeah, no way. But yeah. they're not; well, they're just crossing that, that road. That yeah.
3: yeah, I mean, I think that's a mixed bag, depending on where you're at. Here in Colorado, for mm. sure, like in the the late summer into the fall, I know I've seen it. It definitely is a thing where they're coming out to warm up for yeah. sure, hundred percent, right? Because that is a heat bank, and then We've got wind blowing, and, you know, the the external temperature is at 68 degrees. If you come out onto that uh, blacktop, it's going to be 80 degrees. Right, then, right. But, but, Rob, are they doing yeah, that at night? Do it right are they doing as, that at night, or are they doing that at they do it as the sun goes down. Yeah, right, right as the so, sun goes down. So, so when you're right,
4: so, so apply that to captivity. Who provides basking at night for them? Um, you know what I mean? Like. We do, th- it works no, for us. I'm, we do things backward, but it works for us. But when you see how the animals are really using the things that we've given them in captivity, it's completely different than Mother Nature compared to captivity, you know?
3: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you, Keith. I'm just saying, Eric, because I, I don't remember where I just, somehow I just heard that same conversation, and I, oh, it was fun, reptile and chill. Nick was on there, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that's where we both heard it, you know, that. That's what you're talking about, or at least that that topic came up, and it's like, you know, I know Nick was saying that you no, know, we we conceive of it as reptiles going out onto the blacktop to warm up at night, um, and that that's not the case, and that certainly I would agree based on our experience, not the case in Australia.
0: That's uh, what I with mean with the
3: way the temperatures run there.
0: Yeah, I'm but not talking like, about. I'm not talking about the U.S. I'm the talking US, about Australia. Yeah, at least, well, when right, it's snowing right? out, and, but, yeah. Uh,
3: Right. As you know, what, what do I always say? It's a question of degrees. They unequivocally, it's this. And it's like, well, well no, it's, it's this within this parameter. And I'm just establishing that they really, I think, what maybe Nick was saying was in Australia, that they're just moving around. <laughs> Whereas here, yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, in Colorado, it, it's definitely why they're going onto the road. It's because it's a heat bank, you know, that's warmed up and the sur- the air temperature and the surface temperature is not on asphalt are lower, so they're going out to catch a little bit of warmth and then go about their business.
2: Sure. But in
3: Darwin, yeah, it's not the case.
0: Yeah, because the ambient temperature is probably... It's much
3: warmer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. 10 degrees, 10 to 15 degrees warmer sure. all yeah. the time. Yeah. I would say yeah. it's probably 80 at degrees at night. 10 to 15. Yeah. Upper 70s, you know, mid to upper 70s for sure.
0: Right, right. Where yeah. we were. So, but... Um, it wasn't until that one night that I noticed the difference in the, the temperature, the air temperature. It seemed, <clears> we'll get to that, but it seemed much cooler on that night. But, uh, right. so I guess we went around, are we at the point now where we're driving Dorat road so for the, the second, second time? Yeah,
3: not quite. So we went to Litchfield. No. So we went to Robin falls and then we went to Litchfield, Florence falls down to Jaitaba. Right. And on the way to Jaitaba is when, uh, Keith's driving, and he, he finally gave us a real stop <laughs> because he, he saw you know, what was coming. We all saw it, but he saw it, and he, he decided to let us know that he saw it and identified it. And what did we find, Keith? The silly Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah awesome. that's,
1: that's what I just blurted out. Really? Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. It was said. loud, too. It's a frilly. Yeah. We're like, oh, God. And then uh,
4: and it was a beast of a frilly, you know. Oh it wasn't God. like a was little huge. frilly; it was just yeah. a beast of a frilly. It definitely was like king of its domain, you know. Yeah. Big and... northern
3: territory, red frill. I mean, the funny thing is, it was so chill for the most part. The only uh, you, you know, got so one frill
1: picture. out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We well, so we learned our lesson. This is the one that came that it was haunting me for a while until we. You know, came to a situation where I said, okay, I guess I can live with it. Is when we were leaving the lookout, and we were get before we went to Mary River, the uh, we had run into what I thought was a snake from the back seat, but again, it was the monitor situation where it's all right. curved up, so it looks like a snake. And so I run around expecting a snake where you want to come up on it, and then you can take a picture. And it turned out to be, Keith says, a Global Palmer, um, which was a, you can't imagine my frustration because that was something I really wanted to see, and it had taken off. And we thought it had stopped in this, you know, little plot of trees, but in fact, clearly it had deceived us. It stopped and then went. And so we all thought, oh, we've got it contained, and it was not contained.
1: And no, it was gone.
3: I was bummed out, and it ripped my nail in half, you know, halfway down my <laughs> finger. I, I was not in a good place, but that was my, my period in the trip of not being in a great place.
0: we all had one yep Uh, uh, um but
3: fortunately the the change from this the the change of this trip or i think the approach to have is to just say even if you're in that way you don't need to bring everyone else to that place you know if everyone else is doing okay you just can live in your own head for 30 minutes And then, you know, we'll all say, oh, yeah, we all felt that way, but there's no negativity that's actually being fed into the group. You just sort of Mm -hmm. eat it for yourself for half an hour, and then we're all good. You know, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I felt that way too, or I was frustrated or whatever, but there's no, you don't get into a negativity spiral out of it. Yeah, right.
4: Well, the problem is, too, is, okay, so this is a once, you know, very first time for Owen and I. You guys have been there twice Um, now, but you you don't have enough experience with each species to kind of have a basis of how it's going to react because up until that point, our basis of reaction was a stop and freeze mode for the monitors that we saw and and the frilly and whatnot. So, you know, we kind of assumed that this animal was going to do the same thing, but in hindsight, you know, we'd have a different strategy now for, for monitors perhaps. And maybe had a better shot, you know, if we had kept on after it um, to track it. We thought it kind of hunkered down, and, you know, we were going to play it like we did with the well, Sandmon.
3: Yeah, I came up fast thinking of a snake, and that was the wrong, <sighs> distinctly the wrong approach. Wrong um, thing to do, yeah. <laughs> but, but I did learn my lesson, so that yep. I came upon this really, and it was like, okay, we're going to emerge. Clearly, it's a lizard. We're going to emerge slowly from the car. I'll take some pictures so at least we have something, and right. then we'll work to see if we can do progressively better.
1: With what Get a hold of it. Yeah,
3: well, I've seen with those that, animals question, if
4: somebody got in front of them. If somebody got in front of them, it put them into that you know hunker down and and try freeze. to blend in mode, um, where it's allowed people from behind to to get close enough to make a grab for the lizard because you're in front of it, kind of blocking it, and it doesn't want to make that grab right. until you're Eric letting it go. Then it's yeah, it so. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best thing
3: ever. Yeah, <laughs> Eric Although in, in and... this case. I mean, heck, man, we were so prudent in doing that. You know, we're sort of – we hadn't seen anybody for a while and whatever. But, man, within – you know, so I grabbed it and then, you know, took it off the road. And what, within 15 seconds, someone's hauling ass the other way. Oh, yeah, he would have been 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 We would have been splattered. The the trilly would have been splattered. Not good.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it would have been a bad day for all. But Eric putting that thing down and watching it, like – beeline across the street <laughs> it was the funniest crap i've ever seen oh yeah it man did that was that whole, so cool it did that frilled run like and it just pew, and it was up a tree and it was just so cool
4: so we all had benny hill music playing in our head yeah. it was running away <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly and that was like is he and, and 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 one animal like that just kind of made the entire day so like we, right. we we kind of had single seen... thing like the exactly. gold guy, the
3: frilly, yeah, thing. you know, even even the brown snake that day. We had a bunch of you know, as you yeah. guys say, the Aboriginal art and stuff. But then yeah. the brown snake that we all, you know, that just a single item can make the whole day. One even if we're oh, working absolutely. crazy for twelve to. Oh, yeah. hours,
1: you know? We we were dog tired doing all those hiking and stuff like that, but then like you see the frilly, you get kind of rejuvenated, and then that's all you're talking about for the next like 20, 30 minutes is how cool right. that animal is. Kind of forget that like you were fatigued, you kind of forget that you were hungry, you kind of <laughs> also forget that if you had one more toasty, you were gonna punch somebody in the face. It's like you get <laughs> that all kind of goes away. Right. Um and, and, and it's and just, when you're toasty you, you today. I dude, I don't want to see, I don't want to see another goddamn grilled cheese sandwich for at least another month. All right, like I'm <laughs> done, I'm done with that crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God. But I think Keith, that was I, a that was a species that you specifically wanted to yeah see,
4: like know. more like yeah that was definitely up there on you know my top three list of animals Wait. i wanted to see over there because it just you know as i said in my post and you and i were saying eric that it's just the iconic lizard of australia when you're a kid and you're passionate about reptiles and anything australian came up the first thing you thought of was a frilled dragon you know and with that classic frilled out. And I can remember when they first started becoming um, available, I'd see him on Tom Crutchfield's list and all. And I was like, there's no way Phil Dragons is available now, you know? And, you know, it's just something that totally blew me away. So to see that big red male, and when Rob made the first grab and he put his frill out for the, those few split awesome. seconds when he's trying to grab, I mean, that frill had to be every bit of 10 inches, you know, when it was in full. Um yeah. you know, span it it was just so impressive. Once and um
3: again, I mean he frilled out and he went for he went for that one bite and other than that he was the coolest little lizard man. Well yeah, once you once, once he was got that like, out of the system he
4: sold right out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he sold right out He once let again. us switch, you know, handlers from person to person to get the language oh, out. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: did awesome. But once again, we need a GoPro in the front of the car because, number one, for the hilarious <laughs> the hilarious moments when we're sprinting after something and it's like, you know, the hobbits get a jump start, but my legs catch up with them and I pass them after 20 feet. But, you know, it's like that. But um, also. But I there would have loved to have Jordan had. So I know.
2: First.
1: <laughs> I, I know. True.
2: So, I would have loved also... to have had.
4: Eric putting that on the ground, facing away from him. So what does the frilly do? He immediately runs a foot out, turns yeah. around, and runs right between Eric's legs. <laughs> exactly. he an Eric about five
1: feet in the air. What have been great. awesome. But it's like, but also with certain animals that we didn't get on film like that one monitor, it would have been cool to have just the footage yeah. of them at the GoPro, because then you can at least make yep. a positive identification. So yeah. uh, I would say next time, GoPro in the car pointing forward. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. But no, There's going
3: it. to be a lot of ridiculousness and a lot of sort of maybe content that only the people on the trip can understand and appreciate.
1: Uh, uh, of course. But
3: <laughs> simultaneously, it'll catch you – yeah, know, I'm like, it'll catch those moments yeah. and make it so it's not mm-hmm. as devastating. The The Dubbo yeah. thing was devastating to me, but again, I got it.
1: But yeah. no audio. You don't want to worry. Don't don't put the audio. No one should know half the things that are said in those.
2: <laughs> it, it, it,
1: no. it. Yeah. Boy!
2: <laughs> Boy!
0: I thought you were going for it, man. I got to tease you.
1: A bit we'll we'll yeah. work up to it. Um, yeah, I know.
0: So I guess later that night is when we went back to Dorat Road, right? Okay. Right. So. Yeah, uh, and it was just, you know, a little much central, of the same. Man, that
3: was,
1: yeah. yeah, it was uh, kind that of the was same. We the, was well, that the, the Yeah, we saw the Echidna. Yeah.
0: And as we're cool. driving... And as we got onto it... Yeah. Okay, go for it, man. <laughs> so as we're driving, um, Keith gets a message um, that somebody had contacted uh, my wife and um, had said that they had found my phone. And, you know, immediately I, I start thinking in my head, like, is this like a setup? Am I going to show up somewhere and they're going to like kill us all and throw us? Teresa
1: was very concerned that we were all going to get our kidneys stolen. Like that was,
0: she She was all about that. And and so
3: I'm like, Hey, let's think about this. Let's, before we respond, I want to think through how it's feasible that this person would take off a locked, if not off cell phone and respond and send a message with it. How is that even possible? Right. right. And then you got I don't have an iPhone, I have an Android. And so then Owen comes to the rescue and says, No, no, with the latest version or whatever it is, you if there's an open the text message. <laughs> you don't have to unlock the phone to respond, which right. then we found out was the case. Right.
0: So the lucky thing about this whole situation is this, is that when we were at um uh when we were staying uh um I forget where At it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. At Coinda Lodge. Um, so they had Wi-Fi that would just sort of like, you know, I would be able to get it. We and had then
3: service. Not Wi-Fi, but we had service. Service, service right. yeah. yeah. So
0: my, and yeah. you guys had a different service than I did, so mine was a little more spotty, <sighs> right? So I remember the one day, uh, for some reason, I get service, so I quick text, Uh, Dory and I I just tell her, I'm like, look, the service is spotty and just let you know uh, as soon as I get to somewhere where I can, you know, everything is cool. uh, Okay. Well, I guess those messages went out, but nothing ever came back because I guess by the time I was off or we were We're leaving or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just felt it, it was waiting to reconnect. Right, those so those come in. Yep.
0: So the, so those messages are just hanging in the air. So thank right. God they were, because when I lost the phone up on top of the of the lookout, um uh you know, there, were, obviously there was obviously there's nothing there. There's no service there. So <laughs> whoever picked up the phone must have, you know, Taking went back to, look, to their so then, hotel. The you
3: was, right, was staying in it to the he was staying at the Crocs Hotel in Jabberville.
1: Right. Which right. is hilarious. Yeah, it's so, a hotel there. Shaped like a crocodile. Shaped like a crocodile. Right. A very big crocodile. So, so, uh, so mount, when he gets the out there in their
3: service. yeah. So. The
4: mount inside of the crocodile chasing the ber- uh, bear Monday was insane. Though. That was so cool. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah, a really
1: yeah. cool taxidermy. The whole thing, because I think we ended up hitting the gift shop. So it was a great trip. Thanks, Eric. We're oh, yeah. losing. I the only really hit that <laughs> gift shop for sure yeah, later I only on. Really yeah. hit it, literally. Almost, almost <laughs> stole a bunch of stuff from the. Don't worry yeah. about that. The wine bottle didn't break. Just yeah. keep talking.
0: So, uh, so sure enough, the the phone must have have clicked on, and he was able to those messages. Dory replied to me, so he was able to reply to her. And I have her in my phone as my wife. So he contacted her and said, hey, let you know I found my husband's phone. Uh, after we thought about the whole situation, you know, Rob had called the hotel and the guy had left the phone at the... Well, yeah, uh,
3: so I, I texted and called because I have the the phone that will, you know, have good service there. You know, or you can at least right. make all the calls and texts you need wherever you're at, basically. And so I had contacted him and said... Hey, man, if you're staying there, we don't need to meet up with you. Just give it to the people at the front desk. So I called the hotel and said, hey, somebody's going to bring it here. I said, hey, man, I talked to them. They're cool with it. Take it there. And then just it takes off the time pressure of meeting this random person. Now we just need to go to the hotel desk, and they'll put it in the safe, and we can uh, come at our leisure and and make it work.
0: Right. 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 So I think originally Rob was saying that we were going to go there early in the morning, the ass crack of dawn. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were, and then it was
3: like, and already it's eleven o'clock or midnight, and it's kind of okay. Well, we're going to get three guys, right? Early in the week, we gone to right. Rock Cove, and Owen's like, "I'm in for the cage of death, now. We he was ninety percent of the way there. We pushed him to a hundred percent. And oh, then yeah. within oh, five yeah. minutes, we pushed Eric to 100% as well, from 0% to 100% <laughs> I'm well. there with I'm there with um, Rob
1: signing up for the Cage of Death, and Eric comes around, and I'm like, I'm doing the Cage of Death. He goes, cool. I'm like, you want to do it? He goes, well, I'm like, damn right you do. Sign him up, dude. It's
2: like,
1: no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm dying. It's like $10 Australian more for both of you to do it than it is for one of you to do it. <laughs> exactly.
3: Shut <laughs> you, up. You, you might thing. as
1: well. Yeah, so it was that was signed up. But we had but, that the next day at like
3: at a specific time and then yeah. it wasn't even the specific time it I was know. like you got to be there 90 minutes before the specific time which i was like oh shit i would have said maybe a different time if i knew right. it was not the time but 90 minutes before the time um and so we were hunkering down thinking okay in three hours we'll take a three and a half hour drive each way you know right. up to the hotel and then i see on it for about 20 minutes i, I Oh, when they gone to bed, and I come yeah, up to eat, and I'm like, "Come on, mad. guys! You know, in, in hindsight, let's let's do the you of do the cage of death, and then we'll do this after, and we'll just be there at night instead of the morning. No reason to be crazy about this,
1: right? Because we had right. to get there like to like what, we had to get there sometime before three o'clock in the morning to get the phone.
3: Right. Well, in right. order to be back where we, would have there, we left. needed yeah. to be for the Croc Cove thing, it was just, right. it was super tight at best.
1: Right. So it worked out much better to do the Croc Cove thing and then go get the phone.
3: Check yeah. into our next spot and then go yep. get the phone. Yep. And I don't want to cut off the cage of death. That's you guys' I know. You know. Tale to tell. <laughs> and Keith, Keith about the Aussie woman who who thought that I had just jumped in, not being in the cage. All these things are good things.
1: they all great things. You know, the, you
3: know, the, the one step we forgot, we check into the place, the one step we forgot was filling up gas, which we all thought about, <laughs> and none of us voiced our thoughts on this issue. Yes. We'll get, that's the cub. Yeah. So the yeah, cage of death. That. So we all right. we drive up leisurely, go to, the, go to Croc Cove, check it out. I'm on the yep. phone next to the crocodile Dundee, crocodile and all, and yep, yep. then uh, you guys, you know, get in the water.
1: Well, this is the this yeah. is the weird thing is we're getting ready and they do the whole thing where they're like, hey, you can do this, you can do that. We're going to do this. You're going to buy. Uh, do you want to buy the photo package? And I'm like, no. Rob's got a telescope that he can take pictures of. He's going to see the panic on my face through the crocodile teeth in his lens, and he will take a picture. It'll be fine. So. We didn't go for that, and like you said, it was 90 minutes we had to be there for. So Eric and I are just wandering around uh, Crocosaurus Cove. We went and we checked out their reptiles, which that's where we saw the, the baby death adder. Um, they had a bunch of roughies, which... Sent me into a panic that you guys had to kinda of bring me down from where it yes. was like mine are too small and you're like shut the hell up. It's like Um Uh we saw a bunch of Darwin. Largest Condro. And... We found we found a Condro. Yeah. <laughs> a That's
0: right. A, a proper US yeah. was sitting there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Jesus. um that thing was because, huge. And,
1: and, Dude, the, in the Aki thing, like we're going through the Aki, and it's just like, oh my God, it's an Aki. Four different kinds. Wait a minute. Yeah. Then, then Wait, what the hell? Like, there's there's four different kinds, but they're only supposed to be red and yellow. And it's like, and I, that was a crisis. Um, but the, and the, the, the and yeah. yeah. For me, like, was the coolest, the blue, blue two coolest thing or something. Yeah.
0: I, you guys are just missing the coolest thing of the I'm whole thing. I mean, it. I mean, <laughs> there's an Owen pelly python there. I and... was getting
1: to it. I know you were all about the albino skink that was in the camp. Oh, you mean the Owen pelly? Oh, right, yeah, yeah that I, was there uh, too. I didn't I, even
0: notice uh, the albino skink. Oh, really? I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, there um, was the, a... cool, the the cool thing about the Owen pelly python being there was, uh, you know, they had this screen next to it running, and you know, it pointed out. You know, Gavin. Gavin's work and it pointed out how it's the only one on display um, in any zoological park. And, um, you know, it was really cool giving us like history of uh, Gavin's work and all that. So I thought that was really cool and appropriate, you know, that we were watching
1: that there and, and all that, knowing that yeah. Rob was trying to get a dinner with Gavin. know. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I thought Eric was gonna beat two tourists to death right in front of me, because we're trying to get good oh. pictures of the <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> we're, oh, we we two <laughs> girls. They didn't even know what a python. They didn't even oh, know what a python no. was. They were
0: just snakes, you know. And it, it like so moved its head just a little bit. And, and they're, they're screaming. Like, and they're screaming. And I'm like, oh my god, will they just get out of the way? Like and, and I Eric hope another snake moves somewhere in this room so they will leave, you know? Because like. When is it, I mean, you know, when are you going to see this snake ever again? When
3: know, are you
0: going to see an elephant by some Yeah, I exactly. I mean, I mean, how so can rare. that even happen? You know, and here I'm looking <laughs> at an adult and I'm just like, okay. So at this point, I've just, I've just, you know, it's sort of like what Rob was saying with his monitor earlier. I've just sort of, of just you know, that this is how it's going right. to be, yeah. you know what I mean? Like this, right. this is it, you know, um, this is, this is it. And I was fine with that, you know, um, just looking at it. that the snake. We and, got
1: to see one. Yeah. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, You and, know, it's just like, it, I got to see one in, in,
1: into in the area. It so it, whatever those girls eventually shuffled off. And Eric was able to get really good photos of the Owen Pelly. Cause it finally moved to a portion where you could see it. That's why they were tweaking out. But yeah. You know, they also had some beautiful light. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah,
0: yeah, they did have some all nice sorts
3: time. of great Australian reptiles. I don't and want to skip that part of the crocodiles. Oh wait, all right. yeah, me, all right. hold on, all right. I, all right. which, I got this one. When,
0: I got this one. Yeah, we it's, get close okay. yeah. enough,
3: and so you guys start stripping down. Right, so I Owen takes his no shirt off. down, all right. Uh, <laughs> I took my Owen shirt takes off. his
0: shirt off. <laughs> And he's got his tattoos of his snakes on his on his shoulders and back and whatnot. And uh, the one uh, keeper sort of says, oh, look, it's a rough scale. And they're going back and forth with, you know, yeah, I, I have one at home. And, you know, Owen's like, that's my favorite snake and blah, blah, blah. And there's back and forth. And somehow I mentioned, like, yeah, we're the Morelia Python radio uh we we do a a podcast on okay. Morelia Python called Morelia Python Radio and she's like, Oh my god, you guys are the Morelia Python radio guys? And I'm just and I'm like, like looking at Owen, like Whoa. Okay. All right. Your time yeah. in your life you yes.
1: <laughs> In Australia. <laughs> are you kidding me? Like I know. What are the chances? Not even a, a groupie, but a positive response in I mean, life. thank you. Yes. <laughs> You're not right. throwing things at us. Like this is great. Yes. So it was so that was, you know, that that was cool. And then Eric and I have to descend a ladder to get into this acrylic tube that um, they seal us in, and they tell us all these things of like, now there are gaps to let in water and air. Don't stick your fingers out them. I'm like, why would I? <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, I know. If you stick
3: your fingers out, eventually we're just going to yank the tube up and exactly, say you're done. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they they lower us into this pool with this massive crocodile uh whose name Axel. was Axel, Axel. Yeah. and this they they start feeding him to try cuz like he just wants to lay on this one shelf and
4: well, well you got to tell him why he got named Axel because oh, he, he was a he, problem croc that was attacking boats as they were launching, and he was grabbing the tires and the axle on the trailers. Just destroying. <laughs> and tra- yeah. tr- trash and trailers. So they had to get him out of the area. So that's how he made it into, into <laughs> the car. Yeah. Cool. It, so he, he's known to, like, you know, want to harass people
1: and destroy things. So, right. yeah. They start feeding him. And when you're above the water and you hear his jaw just like, Thump together, get together. It's like taking two very large wood like bricks and just smash them together. Like it was like a notable thump when he closed his jaws. And then they started feeding him underwater, and you could hear and kind of feel that impact. Yeah. In the water with me and Eric. And, you know, it was also every once in a while he'd be facing us, and you'd be kind of on top of the surface, and he would just look like a couple bumps. And then you kind of dip your head below the surface and you see just how massive this animal is. Um,
0: I think, I think for me, the, the, the coolest part was at some point the croc comes right along the, 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 the tube yeah. and you can see it passing by. And for one brief instant, its eye passes by the little hole where they tell you not to stick your hands out.
1: So right? stick your fingers? yeah.
0: and, and its yeah. eye is dilating, and I'm sitting there thinking like, I will never, ever be this close to a croc, hopefully, and yeah. not in a tube, um, <laughs> yeah. to where I can see. And it's almost like I, I just got the feeling that the thing was thinking, like, how do I get in there? Yeah, to get them? <laughs> you <laughs> you know, say- like I'm <laughs> like, oh, this is a little hairy. It it
1: was a constant kind of a thing. I mean, like he lined up perfect, and his eyeball was right up against that. And he actually put his tail up on the tube every once in a while. And the scoots on his tail were the size of my hand. Like it was a huge animal. So,
0: and I kept thinking all the while, like, how the hell did Steve Irwin jump jump on on the back of these things? Like, (laughs) it was. They're very angry
1: not happy that he's hurt like that they're being pinned down these creatures like i mean it's a huge animal you know and uh it was very cool and it was a very cool experience i'm glad because like i I was talking to a few people and it's like when's the next time i'm going to be in the northern territory of course i'm going to go in the tube in the croc cage when are you ever going to be able to do this again sure so yep
0: yeah it was cool experience um and uh, I guess, where do we go? I guess then we decided that we were going to go back out to Nerlangi, right? I mean, yep. Did we lose those guys again?
1: I don't know. Did we?
0: I'm here. I don't know if Rob Oh, okay. It, yeah, well, so we stopped off and we had and, to uh,
1: stock up on the. No, we get the out?
0: Oh no! It was the gas <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: yeah. So we stopped off, and we were going to head out there. And I knew I sort of thought this at the time: is well, we came up from Adelaide River. We did a bit of driving around, all the stuff, you know, whatever. We got water. We got supplies. We were provisioned for the. What, what air. was the
1: coffee and again? The coffee drinks that I missed. Flat white. white. Yeah. Flat no. White. no, no white. The icebreakers, right? Yeah? The icebreak. Yeah. or oh, yeah,
3: yeah. the ice break, Yeah.
1: I miss the icebreaks. <laughs> and,
3: so, and so, as we're heading out of Humpty Dude, which is where we were staying, it's, you know, the, the part that we didn't quite conceptualize is that it's like, well, getting to Jabber is like, what, at least 110K, something like that, from where we were mean, at? Right. And it's like, okay, well, the only gas station only services that we're going to have between now and then absent the there's that one lodge that's just on the side of the river you know halfway through the park which i knew closed seasonally but i you know i thought oh november 1st and this is halloween this is the 31st i'm like well maybe that's possible but we're thinking about it it's like well we felt the last time we filled up was a couple hundred k ago at least um we should probably do that, but and all of us had that same thought it turns out.
2: Mm-hmm. But
3: we just sort of passed them by, didn't say anything, didn't didn't really give it as much thought as we should. And then we're just down the road, man. You know. We're head we're heading to Jabbaro. But uh we get about forty K in and then Eric, why don't you tell us how you felt
0: <laughs> so, when I got yeah exactly what Rob's saying, I guess I didn't have a concept of I knew we had to go kind of far, but i'm not I wasn't quite sure how far, and when I looked at the gas, it said half a tank, so I'm thinking, okay, we have enough to get us to where you know
1: fill up in we yeah. can
0: get somewhere and get some yeah. gas um and not thinking about you know, I don't know it it if it's like they closed down that week or whatever, but like a lot of places were like, they uh, probably
3: closed that day, you yeah, know, that, yeah. that evening as it shut down. Yeah.
0: So it gave me, it got kind of dicey, man. <laughs> it, was, it was, uh, we are at one point, like, roll yeah. up the window. Yeah. I
3: mean, you were, you were getting more, I, the one piece of hope I had, and I think you had, you know, it turned out you had the same hope is that, you know, so this is one of these new cars that gives you a fuel estimate in terms of how far you're going to go. And I knew. I was like, okay, well, that estimation is over where we're going to go. And that estimation is probably short of what it will actually do. And it's yet to actually flash at us and say, you're low on right. fuel. You know, all those things had not happened, So I was like, okay, let's play it conservative, turn off the AC for sure, and then try and drive at a consistent pace maximize what we're going to get but i wasn't too worried about it
0: but i think you were more worried than I was. well it was kind of like i kind of felt that like rob kept saying that you know that we were going to be good but i i guess just being the driver it's just like I think when I'm driving, I like to have that control and know that like, and, and even though Rob's telling me and it's not like I didn't trust that it was telling, but like, I'm just thinking like, well, we might be in a similar situation that we are with the gas. Like I looked at the gas as it went down and just like, just assume that, you know, I don't know that, you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to say, oh, yeah, we're going pretty far. How are we on gas? You know, and then I would be like, uh. it didn't click in my head to say, you know, I, I would look at it, you know, every once in a while. So now I have to ride at, like, you know, the, what was it? Like that steady pace, and now I'm getting super nervous because it's just, like, yeah, it's just it's yeah. just like oh, I have to stay like right at this at this pace, and you know there was a couple times where I I think that's where I drove off the road. <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, Litchfield was the the worst off the road offender, but uh, yeah. yeah, that that was funny. Yeah, We're, I, we just turned on <laughs> Litchfield, you know. I don't know how we left that. We sort of mentioned it, but mostly left that out. We'd come back to Litchfield from the place. When we're going down to, what, down to Jaitaba. And uh, there's a car stopped and there's this Sheila running about, right? And so all of us are kind of watching, but Eric's the only one who's driving the car. Yeah, you shouldn't be
1: watching. (laughs) Yes. So
3: So we're all checking checking out what's going on over there. And the next thing you know...
0: Keith's we in in go lap. off the yeah, side of the was, road. Just like <laughs> well, it goes off the road. What was right. weird, what was weird, so just so everybody has this idea, for me, I don't know about you guys, but when I was driving, and I think Rob you pointed this out, we have a tendency to like hug the right. Right. But right. Here, you have to hug the left and like I kept trying to find out like where on the car um I could judge to know that I'm I'm in the right lane cuz when I was looking at it it kept looking like I was in the lane but I wasn't in the lane and I was far over to the over to the to the left and you know every time that like there's like these it's it never failed like you know Keith Rob you know when they're driving on these roads and they just pull off it's just like whoo smooth you know like there's no bumps no nothing but if I even like go anywhere near the side of the road, there's like all of a sudden some kind of ditch, and it's like, doo, doo, you know, and oh man, it was crazy. <laughs> well, but isn't, granted, yeah. I shouldn't have been looking at the Sheila in the woods, but you know, I, I wasn't like I, 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 at least I didn't feel like I was just staring it at it for more jolt. than a yeah, second. It was you know a short I mean? shoulder,
3: right. and but the next thing you know, it's just a dramatic jolt at 60 or 70k. Yeah, it,
1: but it isn't that what when we were out in Jabiru, isn't that when? Oh, we lost uh, we the had, air
0: in a tire. We had lost the <laughs> air. We had to try to
1: find a tire, like to fill up the air or something. Wasn't yeah, that at Witchfield too? Where, that was Witchfield yeah, too. Okay. Where it yeah. turns
0: out they,
3: we couldn't fill the. So that was coming off the, the lookout by Gunlam right. where we had lost air pressure in the tire, and we're trying to fill the tire, and none of the places that had gas had air that we could use around Witchfield because. Uh, Local folks decided that, you know, heck, anything that's not nailed down, and if it's nailed down, we'll pull it out, had been stealing all the vessels that would deliver air. So <laughs> that none of them actually could – you couldn't fill a tire because they're all misses and the stuff that wasn't nailed down.
1: Right. There A lot of them didn't have the hoses, and then one place is like, oh, they took our entire compressor, and we're like, Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We eventually found one at the the, the BP station. Yeah, when well, we were out of that area, like maybe yeah. an
3: hour hour away, they they had the you know had the whole thing. Well, what we went in, I went in and grabbed it, and you know you attached it and stuff. So it was disassembled, so you could put it together and do it without it without worry that someone would say, oh, this is worth three dollars. I'll take it.
1: Right. That was, and then we went to eat, and a small six-year-old wouldn't shut the hell up. So it was just the, <laughs> that was
3: great. <laughs> that was great.
1: Um, but anyway,
3: making friends with six-year-old Australian kids. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway, though, we were on route to uh, to get Eric's phone. I know we saw the first dingo on the way there. We saw one run across the road. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I don't know if it was yeah.
3: the first, but they, they were running around for sure. And yeah. I know I was sitting there thinking, and then you all confirmed you were thinking the same, like, well, considering where we're at with our fuel situation, I'm sort of torn whether I hope we see something or hope we don't. The car has, <laughs> yes. The acceleration is going to kill our fuel, fuel efficiency.
1: It had to be something good or we were just going to drive by it. Yeah, so.
0: So we decide to... Uh, I don't even know. I guess we decided this the day before that we're gonna give uh, Nerlangi one more one more run, one more um, try. Right? More yeah. Try. Well, I mean,
3: that night I was thinking, you know, heck, if we're out there, we might as well give it one more try. We've done two nights and you know, no dice. But hey, third night, third night's a charm for for other folks as well. So let's give it a shot.
0: So. I uh, I think, I don't remember Keith when we were talking, but I remember talking to you we were going back and forth about, you know, w- what the snake was doing, where we would find it, you know, how would, if, especially after seeing one in captivity, um, you know,
4: yeah, we, you, I, you know, like I started, I started getting a good feeling, but I also started getting frustrated. I'm like, I remember you, me, Rob and Owen talking and and we're like, well, you know that's when the whole snakes don't get bored and this and that and we're all talking it out and we're like, you know, if we're going to see one, we're going to see one while it's hunting so where are they going to be hunting? Well, we saw a wallaby and given, you know the size of the one in the zoo, we're like man, a wallaby is like a real hell of a meal for these things. I don't think they're feeding on wallaby often it's going to be a rare occurrence so we gave the savannah area a little bit of a a look around and you know, we're we're thinking and we're talking and we're like, Man, that's praise too large. So what else would they be feeding on? And we start saying, Well, birds are roosting at night, so they would be an easy target or you know, the flying foxes, surprisingly, they're not always out at night flying around looking for food. A lot of times they were, you know, held up in the trees for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, if they were on the menu and then You know, we're thinking the little bats, we saw plenty of them flying around, Mm -hmm, so we mm -hmm. changed our whole strategy on how we were going to look for these guys based on us talking things out that, hey, let's look, you know, what would they do? They'd probably come out of these cracks. They're probably going to span, you know, distances to get in the areas where they're hunting, so let's start yeah. looking up and, you know, scanning the higher rocks and scanning the trees and start looking the nose areas. So, you know, we kind of changed our game plan on the last night.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: So we'd gone up there, you know, before again, you know, late afternoon sort of time, even, even later just running, you know, between the phone thing and then Ellen trying to destroy the gift shop and then walked out with all the, all
0: the things. It know, did not it get great. destroyed, you and know. I
1: did not shoplift. That's the important part of that lesson.
0: <laughs> I remember I, so, almost <laughs> I remember. I was back with Owen, and Rob and Keith were kind of up a bit, and I remember saying that there was a different feeling in the air. I don't know if it was cool. It seemed like it was a yeah. little bit cooler. Um, things were
1: out. Yep. It like, seemed like there, more was more, yeah,
0: yeah. there was more bugs out, um, which means well, that and, there was bats but, flying around. Um, and the toads,
1: I mean, every other time we've gone there, it's empty. sun goes down, toads come out. We arrived there at six thirty. The sun hadn't even gone down yet, and the toads were already out so
3: right every everything seems supercharged, and yeah. honestly, you know even even on the way, it did seem like one of these things where I think that's the sort of thing where you actually benefit from having adverse circumstances. You know, Mm -hmm. if you just go and everything's perfect, you know, we had done that for two nights and save for the brown snake, very little had happened, you know, and then the children's on the way after the phone and all that, you know, all that stuff. But it's like, I kind of felt like, hey, we're not supposed to be here. This wasn't the plan. You know, we're only right. here because of the phone. We almost, right. you know, we at least were on edge because of the whole gas situation. Like, it just kind of had that feeling it, that when things are going wrong, that's when they'll go right. If they're just right. going right, you know, you just wander around and you don't see anything. You know, right. that, that sort of was the feeling to me. So we, we went up to the lookout and <gasps> some started to go down, took a took a picture that. I was super happy with and then we didn't even wait we didn't wait long at all. I was sort of like, Okay, well, starting. To set. Let's let's start walking and see what happens.
4: So go ahead, Keith. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, so you know, we all decided to stick by our game plan and and start looking higher and not so much into the deep crevices and you know, we're walking along and and I, I don't know if it was Rob I know Rob was ahead of me. And uh, I think Owen was behind me. Eric, I was behind you. Adam, yeah. You were behind Eric. me. And Eric, where were you? I, I kind of I lost with, track of where you were. I was I think, with Owen. I was. Yeah. Right. Eric, okay, Eric, so was, you guys, Eric. So you was guys behind were behind me, yeah. me and Rob was up front. So we were scanning up, we're scanning up and, and I'm looking up and I don't even like believe what I'm seeing, but I see a snake and I see a snake doing exactly what we all talked about. I see a snake starting to stretch off of this high rock yeah and he's peeking over and it's clear as day it's a snake so i immediately like i'm like it's a snake rob
3: it's a snake it's a snake
4: you know right and and we see this thing making a stretch for the tree and as it's making a stretch for the tree you know all our hearts just start pounding and we're like look at the length of that animal now we can't id it because we just see the white underbelly but we know it's long and thin and it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming and it just keeps coming and it's going in the tree now we're all like you know racing thinking what the hell is this is it what we think it is and we're trying to make an id and we're trying to do the right thing we're trying not to scare the animal we're not trying to get it to come um you know go back up on the rock so we never get to id it so we're setting our lights off for a few minutes and then we're turning them back on and you know we're watching this thing, and we still can only see the underbelly. And by then, Rob's probably up to like 250 pictures of the underbelly. <laughs> right. And yeah, man. I'm the,
3: shoot, the, I'm you know, the video. I'm the Crazy, bit. Is, you know, I mean, and we, we you, you saw that when there was there was 12 to 18 inches of snake off there. I mean, our timing could not have been more perfect.
0: You know, no, if and, we and, and, started earlier like a...
3: or had gone you know or later it'd be where it was going but instead it had just started its journey as we happened to go by.
4: and there's a million vines coming off this mountain that are roots of the other trees that this thing if it had made a stretch to the tree already i would have passed it off as a as a vine going to the tree or root. you know i never would have but seeing the head and seeing it sway instantly said snake and we waited it out. We played the lights right. And we knew it was coming down the tree a little bit, a little bit at a time. And we kept giving it the time to come out of the rock and onto the tree. It finally did. And, and we kept, you know, looking for it and then letting it be and looking for it and letting it be. And finally it got into a position where Owen respotted it in the tree and we made the idea.
3: Right. Well, and I mean, it, it was, well, even before that we knew that's what it was because it was like – once it passed it about three, three and a half foot, it was right. like, and it was what still else holding it on to both sides. Right. right. Yeah, well, there's we literally nothing else to point.
4: We knew, We knew in our head well, what it was, but we didn't have the proof, like, you know, the ID.
3: But so uh, as you say, in those 250 pictures, it was like, <laughs> I'm taking pictures of the side, and it's like, we knew that's what it was. Yeah, we could yeah. see it. You know, yeah. it. It was one of those things where it's like, we'd know, but to your point, are other people going to be a thousand percent in? Is it going to be clear? No, it, you know I'm with right. you, but it was like now nah, that that's a thousand percent what that thing is. Yeah, um, oh and, yeah, and we, we all gone. knew. You know, yeah, so we see yeah. seven or eight feet of it go away, you know, at least, and and then it's gone. And it's like, well, we know it's here somewhere. This is what we're here for. Just chill out and let's find it.
4: And we did. Right. <laughs> so, and, and, and we did, and we sure did. Owen did, yeah.
3: And Owen found it around the the, the side of it, and I took another 350 uh, pictures that I'm going through right now. Um,
1: For those of you who don't know what the hell and, we're talking uh, about, we found a goddamn Owen Pelly python. Okay, that's right. Jesus Christ, it's like. And I just remember we we Rob took a million pictures, and Eric. Keith and I had become his studio lamps. Like, yes. We're, we're,
0: I swallowed three
1: grasshoppers. Oh and it was all worth it. It was all completely worth it. We're shining these lights. Eric is choking on a grasshopper and his light is dipping down. And Rob's like, light, light. me!" <laughs> and it has yeah. to go back up. And we're doing what Keith said. We're turning off the lights, giving this animal a couple minutes to readjust, move, because we keep trying to get his... Head in the picture, and he keeps moving it away from the light. Eric, you went around to the side and shine the light at it. You went that's... around
3: to play with the Death Adder and Brown the Death adder, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he,
1: yeah. he went around to die, and he shined a light at it, and that I think is what did it because then he pulled his head back, and that's when we were able to get all the shots of his head. The funny thing is, is that we, and I find a hilarious part is we all turn off our lights, and somehow wander down the path without dying and get to where we found the brown snake and that's when we start jumping yeah. around and like hugging and screaming. <laughs> yeah, it's like brown snake. We gave, snake, we rah, gave rah. it a rest. Yeah,
3: <laughs> gave it a rest. Said, let's go play around where we know they're we literally, we know they're
1: brown animals <laughs> within a five foot radius of this <laughs>
0: area, right.
1: Oh my God! But... And let we tug it out and celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And then we go back and we take some more pictures. And again, like we took so many pictures that my headlamp died. Uh, Keith, did your headlamp die too? Because it started fading. Yeah, it started it fading. fading. Eric's flashlight was dead Like we, we had to stop taking pictures because it was going to be that we were going to have to try to get down the mountain using our cell phone flashlights like, well, with, it was getting to that point
0: yeah I'm with Rob it's, it's like, like you, know, you gotta take yeah. you know, yeah. with the with the species in mind it's like you want to make sure that you have the shot, you know, because yes. the last thing you absolutely. want to do is start flipping through your photos and like the heads out of, sh- you know what I mean? you're like, God damn it. It's There's nothing you absolutely can't idea. That you can use. There's no way you could possibly take enough pictures, even no. as it is. Oh, I no. mean, the, the good news
3: is this paid off that, you know, getting that camera because it's like that with last trip, when Eric and I had gone, we went with Chris Lemmy who brought this crazy lens and all this stuff. And there was a, We'd run into a scolaris, you know, a banditry monitor that I saw, but we were only able to get a, a picture, an identifiable photo of, because Chris had this crazy lens that he was able to use and all this stuff. And I said, well, you know, Chris had mm-hmm. Florida on the brain and stuff, so he would not coming. So I knew I had to get, I had to make it work, you know. And this, uh, the camera was, you know, paid for itself by being able to take that picture because It's funny, you know, I know talking to Jake and seeing the pictures that they got when it was, you know, theirs was even closer to them than ours was. And it was in a tree that was less, uh, much less dense, much, it was a much easier job. And they were able to get, they weren't able to get the pictures that we even got to the point where it was like, (sighs) oh, how did you guys guys not grab the thing? And I'm going like, dude, it's maxed out, you know, 600 millimeter. To be honest, 40 meters away, you know. To be honest. And at, at it was able point, to do
1: an okay job. I mean, yeah. at one point, I thought about climbing the tree. I Keith did. Thought about climbing the tree. <laughs> Eric thought about climbing the tree. I think Rob was the only one who was like, Stop it. You'll all die. <laughs> like each one. You are not
3: like, professional climbers yeah, with four yeah. hours to
1: think about this. Yeah. Like, just like how Keith You'll was, like if, I was Keith like, if I were 20 years younger, I'd do it. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> 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 and all I'm different. like, I'll. I'm like, I'll try it, and then and you're like, we're not doing this. I'm like, hey, if I'm going to break an arm, it's going to be a cool story. Like, I had to go get a Owen and Python. Someone will understand. So, but, yeah, it was such a cool animal. Really cool pattern, and just insane.
3: Huge. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those, because we saw it crawling out, we got that perspective, that it was like, I mean, that's, we you know, we'll come to this. Which, when we when wound up chatting with Gavin the next night, um,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and I think uh, I think this whole adventure got us some um, immediate credibility with them. <laughs> yeah, uh, at four, you know, yeah, but yeah. Uh, which was great. But um, you know, I think that thing was probably three and a half, four meters. You know, yeah. based on the distance, it was able to stretch without losing its balance and all that. You know, it's like that's a very large adult animal you know i don't know male or female based on the thickness again we were 40 meters from the thing but it was you know having a having a good camera that could at least do something with (laughs) what we saw was unreal man after all the eric i know all i know all of us but i know especially eric just from doing the show and all with you Alan it's mm. like we got so much shit for even the goal that we would even look for an answer. <laughs> even like, thinking about it, yeah. everyone I mean, said, yeah. "Oh, you know, it's a joke <clears throat> that you guys would even look." Yeah that, yeah, that was the feeling we got. You know, I know Scott and Jake were a little—they were—they played along and were a little bit like, "Yeah, mate, here's what you know—you can consider whatever." You know, they were kind of at least giving us some semblance of hope. But everybody else was like, essentially, no way. laughed us off for even trying, even right. the thought. Wow, you guys are over your and even
0: trying to look. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was kind of, kind of, kind of disheartening. But I think at the same way, I kind of felt like, no, nah, we're gonna find it. I just, I don't know. I had a feeling that, that I don't know why. I just, I just had that gut feeling. That...
3: Right, and especially then mixing those, the phone, the gas, and all this stuff. To me, I was like, we gotta get there because if it's gonna happen for us, it's only gonna happen in a story where inextricably we've lost the phone and we're idiots who right. don't plan ahead for the gas and all all these things that, like, that's how stories yeah. are, right? Mm-hmm. You, you're not just going to be like, oh, we were totally, pre- at least for us, right? We're not yeah, going right. yeah. totally prepared <laughs> and it's going to be awesome and we're going to nail it out of the park. It's like ours is going to be a tale of half a, a f- of fiasco that then is saved in the end by the thing everyone said we would never see.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then to I, see I, it in the in captivity during, you know, the day before. That same day. That, yeah, that same day. And know, then, like, yeah. to go and see it in the wild. And I, I <laughs> the think next day. I was kind of looking up, and I'm thinking, like, holy shit, that's kind of a—I a, thought it was like a, a young snake. And then, like, after looking at your pictures, Rob, and getting to see it in the tree, I was like, holy shit, that thing's huge. I don't know if it was just because <laughs> yeah. of how far away we were or what, but— Right. Um,
3: It's because it was so far away. And that's why I was like, as it was happening, I was just like, that thing is not, that's not a small thing. That is huge.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the fact that it was, you know, as we're shining the lights, it's attracting the bugs, which is attracting the bats. Bringing bats. So I'm with you, Keith, the whole, uh, you know, rock wallaby thing, I think is not, you know, they're prey of choice um because how do they get back into the rock <laughs> you know mm, i mean yeah. they get this big ass meal and like i think they're eating those bats and all i kept thinking of is the planet earth uh i think it's planet earth or it's one of them shows where the the anteresia hanging at the cave and just nailing the bats as the bats are flying out you know that's that's kind of like, he
4: was definitely he he definitely had or she or whatever it was definitely had a a perch in mind and a hunting situation in mind. Cause he definitely went out there to set up for hunting. And, and to me, the way he set himself up was definitely for bats, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and we saw many fly within range of him had our lights not been on him and he was doing his normal thing, which I'm sure after we left, he did. Um, you could see where he could have been very successful mm-hmm. and where he was set up with those bats for sure. Yeah. yeah. And the really cool cool thing, and I know you guys will get into it, though, was then to meet Gavin and mm -hmm. talk to him. and, And, you know, what an amazing man. He's definitely, you know, one of my new heroes in herbiculture for sure. And, you know, the struggles that he went through to just get six animals, and I felt like even more privileged that we saw one in the wild after hearing what he went through. And how many people were looking and helicopters rented and everything else that that man went through to, to, to even, you know, see one or then finally get one and how many years it took to put six animals together. I'm like, I was just even more set back and like so appreciative of what we had accomplished hearing what he went through to get the animals that he got, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, So I guess that was, you know, we're coming off of this high of seeing the snake, and we're like, mission accomplished, you know, awesome job, blah, blah, blah. And I remember going out to the car, and I just, like, look over the windshield, and I'm just like, you know, I don't want to be cocky about this, but, you know, can you throw us a blackhead and uh, and an olive python? I'm like, dear "Dear snake gods, gods, you know? (laughs) Uh, Just like, come on, just, you know, it would be nice just to see a blackhead in the wild, you know, blah, 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 and yeah then uh, you guys can tell that story.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, well,
3: so shortly thereafter, we see a night tiger on the road out of there, and then I'm just sort of like, our luck is, you know, our luck's spent, get on the other side of the gate, and, you know, after that, we're gravy. Like, we we can't be asking for more at this point. If anything comes, it comes, and if it doesn't, you know, right. this is uh, already, you know, we've already gotten exceeded the expectations of, literally everyone other than ourselves
1: at this point. Right. So at that point, Keith is driving and I'm up front with him. Right.
0: Yeah. I think. Yes.
1: Okay. Yep. So we start going down the road and uh, it's like, all of a sudden things just start popping up. So uh, first thing we see is um, the, I think we see the Brown snake first. If I remember I correctly it was the blackhead first all right black so, first. so it was the blackhead first so we we're driving and I think we found a couple night tigers, um I think maybe even a slaty gray, and then we passed something big and it's in the right it's it's to the right of us so Yeah, and that's the one one where I let you guys out. I pull up to get safely off the road,
4: turn the hazards on, and I look back and just see headlamps bouncing (laughs) up and down.
1: So and that one, I stole Keith's headlamp because mine was dead because of everything. And I'm spending five minutes looking for my headlamp, and then I'm like, screw it. (laughs) So so Rob and I go sprinting down towards the snake, and he and I are the first ones to get on it, and, and we just start yelling blackhead. And the closest one to us is Eric. And he starts jumping up and down and Rob and I are jumping up and down. Rob grabs the snake. And then Keith's way back there. And he's like, what is it? We're like blackhead. I mean, <laughs> We're just screaming at the top of our lungs on this abandoned street. Blackhead. I think I took three steps and I was back up to you guys. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Keith, Keith comes three steps. He hears this yell blackhead. He's running back to the truck to get his gear. And then, um, we had, like, a bowl <laughs> that we bought that we put snakes underneath to lift up and take pictures, so we had to run and get that. Um, and then it was such a cool animal. It was gorgeous. It it um, I've seen worse-looking blackheads in U.S. herpticulture, so it was an awesome-looking animal. Um, and we got all the shots with that one. Um, so that yeah, was really
3: Yeah, a little bit of scarring, you know. Because they're yeah. tangling with other reptiles, man. That they're eating yeah. and stuff. But it was about three feet long and super pretty Northern Territory blackhead. And yeah. they put us at five or six, uh, missing just one of the uh, one of the pythons that starts with "b". <laughs> no, and
0: not no, the no, one no. we were thinking of. So. No, we, we still didn't have the carpet. <laughs> right, at this we didn't point. have the carpet yet. We didn't um, have the yet. carpet yet. Yeah, right.
3: yeah. Right. Okay. So, fair enough. Fair enough. So and can you...
1: uh, yeah, go ahead. Good. So, I mean, so, so we we kind of mess around with the blackhead. We kind of catch up with that stuff. And then we start driving again. And, you know, I think we found, like, another Night Tiger. And maybe, I think, another Slady Gray. Um, And then we're coming up on this snake that's in the middle of the road. Like, dead center, middle of the road. Right. And yeah. I, I yell snake. What?
3: Yeah, same deal. Yeah. You and I go out, and you, you get there first. And I take a look at it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's and the I'm, same like, thing I'm like,
1: we that, is, nice, that is an a lapid. Like, I, I said what you said. I'm like, that is an a lapid. And you're like, it is. And we turn around, or at least I turn around, turn back, and the thing's gone. It is jetting uh, through the brush. Yeah. Well, we
3: start running after it. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. At least I immediately start running, and then you're like, oh, okay, I guess we're running after it. I guess thing. we're running after it. So I start running after it. Now, I'm somewhat on the other side of you towards the front of this thing. Right. And it starts going down the road, and I try to stop, and my shoe breaks. And now I'm sliding in front of this brown snake, and I'm like, great, this is how I die. <laughs> so, um, and then it kind of cuts back and goes um, yeah. into the woods. So then Rob and I are going right. running...
3: to. we follow fallen a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're... Can we... Can we follow down a bit. I'm trying to get some pictures. Nothing's, you know, nothing's really turning out. It's very clear what it is, but it's, they're all. You know, really garbage pictures, and that's not even the self-deprecating Australians who say, oh, it's a garbage picture that looks fucking amazing, you know, (laughs) which is just there when you're like, oh, yes, this is nothing, you know. Eric, you should do your German accent now and say, this is nothing, you know, this is this yeah. sort of thing, you know, <laughs> It's good. Um, that, that's sort of the attitude they put out, at least on Instagram and stuff, which is hilarious. Um, but no, these are truly garbage pictures, but you can at least see what the thing is. And, uh, and then Owen's oh, still going for it because I'm like, yeah, I still don't have it. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll dive in for it, you yeah, know, this, this sort of thing. And <laughs> then he yeah. turns around and stands up and starts coming at him. And I'm like, all right, dude, we're, we're good. I'm,
1: you know, I'm okay That's, with that. Uh, having a different picture. Yep. So uh, we turn around and leave him be and then go back to the car because it was like one of those um, – we did probably spent all the good luck points that we had. Oh, have no, 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 no. We were done. That's
3: enough. at this point. <laughs> Yeah. We, we can't let it at all.
1: Any further, we're in trouble. So we just kind of let it be um, and head back to the car for that one. And I want to say maybe we stopped one more time for maybe another Night Tiger or something like that. But... It was Lady Gray and stuff, but yeah. I mean, it was clear
3: to us that at that point it's like dude, we so yeah, to Eric's point, that's a four out of six of the Pythons and we, you know, we just saw an Owen Pelly Python and a blackhead.
1: You yeah. know, two things that, that couldn't more be you more want <laughs> but, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean like it's quite while you're ahead was very yeah. clearly the <laughs>
1: message
3: of the cosmos at this point.
0: Right. Yep. So we head back to the place, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, then the next day was pretty much uh, Croc Parm and uh, <laughs> and hooking up with yeah, Gavin. Man. Yeah. You know? Well, we, we... went to saw the Martins. That was cool. Yes. Oh, yeah,
1: you know, yeah, yeah, We yeah. went yeah.
3: yeah. to a couple places, then we went, went to the place where I'm like, now we've tried the supernatural setting. Now this is the place that, you know, is sort of a, half-domestic setting where purportedly these things have a really established population. We went and played around with them for a while, and they were amazing.
0: Truly yeah. amazing. They were cool monitors. And then it sure.
3: was, yeah, I, you know, I've been in contact with Gavin ever since we were going to, had made plans to go out there. I know Keith and I had bought tickets what, what, Keith, 10 months ago? Yeah. This yeah. Story, something like that? Absolutely. Um, so. You know, they were on sale, and I said, hey, let's do it, man. And so we had been going from then, and you guys bought them just a couple months later, you know, mm-hmm. that once the fair looked all right. And uh, so for that whole time, you know, I'm reaching out to Gavin saying, hey, we're going to be in this area, you know, we'd love to meet up with you, blah, blah, blah. And perpetually saying, okay, man, but like that's so far from now. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, just chill for a bit and then, you know, keep me posted, keep me posted. And, Eventually, we get up on it. And I'm like, hey, man, so we're here and we'll be available this night and then these two nights on the backside of it. And he said, okay, great. Well, I got life going on, understandably, you know, save for that last night. Let's meet up. And, you know, <laughs> I think I really hooked him in when I was like, I'm not only asking you to suffer, we will pay you for yeah, you to go we'll to pay you for it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll cover for you, man. You got at least a free meal out of the deal. You don't right. have to deal with us, yank, you know. As yes, Yank
0: Duncoffs,
3: but you know, at least
0: you will get a free meal. Yeah. yeah, and you know, for me, that one in particular. Um, <clears throat> um, I remember when I first started getting into carpets, and it was right around the time that Nick was working on the book, and I was like getting like really heavy into him. And he sent me a, a zip drive, and on that zip drive had a copies <clears throat> of all the papers and. You know, all the material that he was, you know, the scientific papers that he was using for um, the writing the complete carpet, you know. So uh, in, in there was Gavin's thesis. And basically, you know, he's, he's talking about, you know, Darwin carpets in the botanical gardens. And he talked about other pythons as well. But, you know, to be sitting there and, and having dinner with him and then find out that he's an awesome guy. Yeah, um, and then later in the story, just as the cherry on the top, but um, you know it was just awesome. And like Keith was saying earlier, he was talking about you know everything from his struggles with how he got the Owen Pelly project going, um, you know the the difficulties with the reptile hobby in Australia, you know trying to, um, you know which is I mean we think our reach is small. I mean he was saying it, you know how small of a reach which surprised me i I guess it's just a population you know difference yeah um but uh yeah man that was that was awesome you know
4: well you know not not only that it gave me an opportunity to bounce bowl and i thoughts and theories that i have rattling around in my head because gavin you know is you could tell instantly his thought process and I wanted to see what this guy thought of the things I was thinking. And also, you know, for me, just the like discuss bowl and I with him was like, just amazing. You know, it was just hearing his feedback and his thoughts on stuff. So yeah, man, that, that was a highlight of the trip for me too, for sure. Yeah.
1: You guys are also kind of skipping that we did go to the botanical gardens before we met up with Gavin. Um,
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. that one. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're wandering around, and then Rob and I come to this little gated park, and it says, "Please note, there has been reports of a large python in the area. Do not panic; it is harmless." And we're really, like, we, oh. "We had to run in." Exactly. <laughs> Immediately,
3: <running. laughs> we're like, so, "Okay, this is a spot we got to check out." So we so wander we, around it, and there's like this—I don't know
0: what—photoshoot late twenties,
3: early thirties lady getting her photos take and her, I don't yeah. even, I didn't completely understand the situation, but there's, there's this one spot by a really twisted up big old watch. tree. Yeah. But you know, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get in there with, with them doing these pictures and stuff. So we'll check out everything else. And it's like, man, how are we missing quote, a large python? Right. Yeah, we suck at this. <laughs> so we wander, wander around, you know, wander through the whole thing. And it's like, man, we're not seeing it. And then, uh, we see them leave, and so all three, you know, all three if not four of us just, like, sort of beeline for that tree, which was the one spot that seemed both most ideal and that we couldn't access before.
4: Yeah. Well, so, so while you guys were over there looking around... I think I make this huge discovery and I'm filming this little uh, gecko inside of a hollow of a tree <laughs> and really trying to, like, get zoned in on it. And you guys start yelling to me and I'm like, leave me alone. I'm looking at this, like, 3 gecko. You know, and then you're, like, getting a little more frantic in your calling. So I'm like, I better go see. And I'm like, holy shit. When I got over there, that thing was
3: insane.
4: He we had, had a
3: nine-foot... Yeah. What, so I, I see it, you know, I, I, I walk over there first, and I see it, and I just sort of freeze, totally checking out the situation, because it's clear it's not going anywhere. Eric's maybe, what, three or four feet behind me, and right. he sees it, but he, I don't say anything, so he doesn't know if I see it. And, you know, I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, that's going to be an olive up You yeah. know, that'll put us at five or six. Yeah. Um, And—but then I, you know, so I go up, and— Manipulated a little bit and his man, it has a vibrant yellow belly. And I'm like, this is just a nine or ten foot
0: water python. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, that thing was huge. I
1: was thinking I was a little bit away from you guys, so I see Rob diving headfirst into a tree and I'm like, oh, he's on something. So I spin around and I see you bring in this python out inch by inch. And how long this thing is, I'm like, holy crap, it's an olive. And then you lay it down, I'm like, it's a goddamn water python. It was huge. It was massive, and it yeah, just... It, it rivals the biggest ball and eye I have, like in oh the field and, and length and
4: everything. It, it, it definitely was a
1: huge animal. Well, that's the funny part is when we, when we went back with Gavin, and he's showing me all the possums and bats and stuff hanging out in the trees at nighttime, I now know how that water python got that yeah. big, because that's all he's doing is just acing the really easy prey that come and hang out in the botanical gardens and he has nothing that is going to stop him. So, right. you know, it, he's living the good life. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah. then of cool. course we find out that the signs were, were for because they put a giant like fiberglass Python <laughs> on a tree. So we were even looking for, Something that we, like, because I think Gavin said, he's like, oh, yeah, those signs, that's for the fiberglass python. They don't know what's going on in the, in, in the botanical gardens. So it just happened to be a very large python in the botanical gardens. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was good, for sure. It was, yeah. And then, um so I guess when we were finished eating, somehow, I guess Gavin took a liking to us and decided that he was going to take us. Yeah. To the
3: they thought we were all right, and yeah, and we were missing that carpet, you know, carpet and all the plates. I like, well, that carpet, maybe I can help you out. I might know a thing or two about carpet, you know, top end carpet plates, right.
0: right? Which now is like, you know, God, can it get any better than this, you know? <laughs> and uh, are we going to talk about what we did before we found the carpet? Sure, man, go yeah. for it. So, not only. Does um, not only did we see one in the Crocosaurus Cove, we saw Damn. one in the wild. Yeah. But now Gavin says that he has an Owen Pelly Python in his car that, you know, we can check out. And sure enough, he comes over and, and, he must have liked us a little bit because he kind of left us with him. He and... left
2: us with him. He just walked away. <laughs> but he, just, what but he did say,
0: done? he did say if you
4: lose it, you pay he for it. for it. Yeah. <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> but here well, we all are.
3: And, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And we're hanging out there. And the funny bit was he's like, yeah I suppose if the cops stop now and see you messing around with this thing, we're gonna
0: have some
1: explaining. everyone's getting arrested, yeah, everyone's going to jail right God, so we were kind of but, tucked
0: in the back there a little bit, and you know we're we're taking our shots, and each one of us taking a shot at holding it and um yeah, man, it was you know that was awesome, and then you know like truly you said, awesome you yeah know, so we saw someone in in a zoo, yeah. then we saw one in the wild, yep. and then we got to hold. You know, captured the... reds, what two yep. year old, something yep. like that. That was about four foot long, four or five foot long. What an amazing snake, man! Holy great. shit! Dude, you know
1: so cool. Where their eyes sit, how slim their body is, even how muscular. I mean, it's a cool, really, really, really cool snake. Um, and it's just awesome.
0: It's... Yeah. So at this point, we kind of uh, we kind of put the Owen Pelly back and. Um, Gavin says he's gonna take us to find a carpet and me, Owen, and Rob go up the, to the to the right. <laughs> climb and, up this hill. Yeah, yeah. They're Keith wandering is around. Keith is so much
1: smarter than us. I mean Keith, he just is like, I'm just gonna hang with Gavin and we all go bushwhacking. I, I fell in love with the guy. I wasn't gonna leave his side. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I hear I hear a whistle you know, and I was like, Oh, he must have yeah. been. Well something. we
3: all hear it, but
1: we're amidst this.
3: You know, it wasn't the proper.
0: It wasn't the proper sign. He
1: was supposed to yell "reptile" or "woe." I mean, like we didn't even talk about whistles. Reptile, <laughs> woe. So, yeah, so I don't understand. It's like, right. Keith, you were right there. Why did you look? You know, it,
4: whatever. So, well, I was um, gonna, I was gonna yell for you guys, and Gavin goes, "Ah, fuck them. Just take a bunch of pictures." <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I come, I come running down the hill. Um, and I think, Rob, you got kind of that lost in the back somewhere. I don't know. You showed up. Well, a little you little guys,
3: later. T- you, so we, we run down the hill. I'm like, again, I'm still thinking of the Death Adder thing. And I'm like, I'm not oh, yeah. just going to run willy nilly down the hill. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I see where you're going. I make a plan based on where you're going. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to watch my steps and then follow the path that they took. But because it was only the whistle. And I think you whistled, you or Gavin whistled twice, Keith. But you know, Owen and Eric had run left. They went down the hill and then ran left. And what I didn't see because I was maybe 150 feet behind them, trying to actually you know navigate safely, is that they must have immediately then turned right. Like there was some tertiary signal that made them turn right. And so I didn't see that because of the distance. So I just then proceeded to wander off to the left and ultimately got to this point where there's no headlamps, no nothing, no noises. And I'm just standing in the middle of this forest with trees that are right at face height. And I'm like, I don't think they went this way (laughs) So I walk walking back. Meanwhile, y'all have been checking out this carpet python in a tree for five minutes.
1: Yeah, and Gavin says he was depressed because it wasn't immediately outside the car and he had to walk like a couple feet, feet to find. Yeah. Yeah. He's, feet, yeah. he's like, he's like, I had to cross the road to get it slow night. I'm like, what? And he's like, and it was this gorgeous snake just laying in these really thin, almost like a branch hammock. Like it was just hanging out, just chilling there. It was huge. Another massive animal. Yeah. Another yeah. massive animal.
0: Yeah. He said that, uh, Gavin had said that maybe it was a, a gravid female. Um, he just took a guess at it, but, uh, right. You know, um, but, you know, then he's, totally telling us, yeah. then he's telling us stories about how, you know, yeah. uh, there's a male and a couple females and, um, you know, they never left the trees not to breed. He said, not that, he
4: said that male went 500 meters because he had transmitters in him so he could follow and track them. He said that male went 500 meters in treetops, never touching the ground to breed two different females that were in the in the garden, so that was pretty freaking interesting,
1: yeah. Yeah, right. And then he was telling me... I think <laughs> he's telling Owen about folks eating. eating oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, well, he's talking, because you guys are all taking the pictures, and Gavin's like, he's like, one carpet's not good enough, I'm going to try to find a second one. And you guys were the ones that had all the cameras, so I just start walking with Gavin, and he starts talking about all the different stuff that he had happened during his study. He's like, oh, he's like, I was walking up here, and there was a carpet python and it had a bat and I'm thinking, Oh, my carpet's going to get a nice meal. So I do- document it. And I come back the next morning and I find the snake wrapped around the bat and the bat bit through the snake's head and the snake killed the bat and they're both dead underneath the tree. And I'm like, great. And he had to get his transmitter out of that. And he was talking about how he tracked the snake to a tree and he found these guys underneath the tree cooking and eating something and it turns out it was his study snake, and he's like, "Can I get my transmitter?" And they cut it out of the snake, and, and then they that's kept that's cooking an it. And he had to document that. Apparently, in his, uh, I think he said in his uh, doctoral thesis, he's like, the first page was all the ways that the snakes that he was studying had died, and various like weird things that he had to deal with. And I'm like, that's a great way to start a paper. And I'm like, that's fantastic. <laughs> right. So, uh, and he was just talking about all the carpet kind of stuff where he would be, you know, driving into the botanical gardens and just walking around and, uh, security's like, yeah, yeah, just, you know, don't steal anything, please. And that was it. Like, and, uh, yeah, it, it was when we, nuts.
0: When we were walking out, there was security that pulled up and they didn't even say anything to us. <laughs>
3: they, pull up. they pulled up, pulled up like Sarsky and Hutch, and like you know, came flying onto the walkway,
1: onto the. And sidewalk. they just, but they just sat there. And like they I was did like, nothing. Yeah. I, pulled, <laughs> yeah. I pulled, I pulled like, my well, headlamp off. the speed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I pulled my headlamp out the up side my block. Yeah, it was yeah. nuts, but it was really cool of him to show us just that little tidbit, that stomping ground. It was really, really cool. It was a really, really cool trip, and it was, um, you know, a lot of the once-in-a-lifetime kind of deals um, where I'm not sure if I'm ever going to get back to the Northern Territory, so I'm going to make it the most that I can make it. And, you know, we saw – I don't even want to sit here and say, like, that we saw almost every python we struck out to see – because the ones we saw were fantastic animals. I mean, um, and we had great representations of each one. Would have been awesome to get all six. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to trade the fact that we found the Owen Pelly Python for any of the other ones. Like, if they said you could get all, five of them, it, I, I'd, I'd pick oh, yeah, the five man. that we got. I mean, this is fantastic. That's fine. Oh, yeah. it's, it was Besides, great.
3: If we found all of them, then we wouldn't have been able to tell people. You know no. the suspense, and say we found five of the six, and we only missed one of the ones with, that starts with O. Oh,
0: yeah, know?
1: and, I, I'm, <laughs> and I, I'm sitting here right now, and I'm I'm reading that Warren has been bitching about the fact that he hasn't had anything to listen to since we went to Australia. I think and maybe this is worth it. I think this you know? is worth it, Warren. I, I, I'd like I to think, think it is. Between yeah. them and the pictures, I think coming, it's okay. I promise. Yeah. they're coming. You'll live. So it's. It, it oh, and was. then the
3: fact that, so before mm. that night, right, so the morning after, we decided, okay, well, we'll sell spouses. And then I said, I'm going to use my spouse one to sell Scott, you know, because okay. we got to sell Scott. He's been, he's been giving us this all this insight, both the <laughs> he last trip us. and this trip. <laughs> and Scott's like, you guys are full of shit. I'm like, hey Gavin. man, it worked, blah blah blah. You know what we had talked about and you know, all this stuff and he just says, Get fucked.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. yeah. And then, you know, then Gavin pipes in, I now we met with him and he's then he's like, I knew it was a setup, you guys are lying to me and all this yep, stuff. Yep, and I'm yep, like yep. Alright, man, well, we'll see what the pictures have to say. You know? And now he's just like, Bees fucked.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I love that. And it, like I said, it was a fantastic trip. It was a once in a lifetime trip. And I would say that if you are anybody who is interested in Australian reptiles, one, Australian animals, two, or hiking and seeing beautiful landscapes, you should make the trip to the Northern Territory happen. I mean, I see people now who are like out walking and taking pictures of like beautiful scenery. And it's like, just go. It's it's awesome. I don't care if you don't like snakes. Just the 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 landscape alone is worth the trip. And absolutely. Everything else is just icing on the cake. So if you are on the fence about making this trip, if it's you think it's too long, you think it's too expensive, anything else that's holding you back, I would say just just take the dive and you will not regret doing it. Yeah. Just go with a good attitude, you know, that's what Rob was saying. You just gotta all yeah. go with a
4: good attitude. As you go with a good attitude, you know, the plane rides like are sucky while you're doing it, but you look back at it now and, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal for me. You know, I mean, we spent yeah. 26 hours on a plane total, but it, it wasn't that bad. Some of the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the main flight itself actually was the most comfortable flight, even though it was the longest. Yeah. Um, yeah it's and, a and nice they, plane. They, yeah. And every, they treat you yeah. like gold on it. I mean, they're throwing food at you literally like every second. It feels like you are
1: to If you're awake, they're feeding you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I think I woke up and the
4: stewardesses were actually just putting the food in my mouth and I was just chewing it in my sleep, you know? (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I would say make it happen, and if you want to go with a couple of Herp friends, uh, also I would suggest doing what we did. I mean, Airbnbs there were awesome. Um, It was nice to have a soft bed and a shower to go to every night, and it made it much more of, I think, much easier I think it lets us. you go
3: 110% yeah. during the
1: day. Yeah. You know, yeah. if, it's really if you're
3: constantly running on fumes, you you just don't have the ability to, I mean, heck, you're not doing that Neerlangi track, Neerlangi shirt that we made or the Orlandia stuff or whatever. Yeah. You're not going to do that four or five times because you're, you know, or the flies are getting to you or you're going at each other's throats or what all yeah. those things are because you're not, Letting yourself charge up, you right. know, at least somewhat.
1: I was deathly ill, and I only punched Eric in the face once. So, you know, it.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, so Fair it enough. was definitely worth it. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to hit on? I think we hit on it all, right? Uh,
3: yeah. that I was we're the still whole trip. Overwhelmed, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that that was the trip. I think yep. even, you know, Keith has so many more thoughts, and I know we all do, but Keith, you know, is is the master of these. He's much more eloquent you know, taking than I us am. Faith, taking us deep, yeah. and getting <laughs> eloquent and all these, what does this mean? Yeah, big picture, what does this mean? This right. is the small picture. This is what happened. Mm. I'm sure between now and the holiday show, you know, we'll have deep thoughts with Keith McPeak, you know, that <laughs> you will <know, that'll> take <laughs> yeah, us to new realms and new things. But
4: maybe that's, maybe that's it for now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Hey, I just want to give you guys a shout out again for uh, including me in this trip. It was, you know, something I wanted to do for a long time. Thank God you guys asked me. Thank God Teresa pushed me to go because I was thinking of a million reasons why not to, you know, I can't take off of work. I was too much to do around the house. So who's going to take care of the animals? And everything I came up with, Teresa's like, I'll handle it. I'll handle it. I'll handle it. So, thank you guys. Thank Teresa. You definitely made a trip of a lifetime for me. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: yeah. No,
4: dude. Yeah, it, it was. was
1: blast. Yeah. And dude, you 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 spotted an Owen Peli Python. <laughs> like I mean, like, <laughs> an <Owen Peli> <laughs> I mean like. I came in handy. I came in Yeah. It's like, <laughs> He's like, I'm yes. worth
2: it.
0: <laughs> any any self doubt
3: should. Shouldn't have existed in the first place, but that definitely needed to remove any question.
0: yeah for sure I mean,
3: everyone brought something essential. The trip wouldn't have been the same with anyone extra or anyone less.
0: Yeah, yep, hundred percent.
1: So I would say that if you are planning a trip, go with some friends' cause, and just enjoy it and I, I I really think if you're into Australian species, you should at least go once and just see what you can do, see what you can find, and just enjoy it. yep, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Do we have any um, words of wisdom from uh, our.
1: uh... (laughs) (sighs) Oi, this is Smokey the Wombat. I'm here to tell you how to prevent brush fires. Very simple. Don't be a cunt. Put out your brush fire and don't allow things to catch fire. Remember what Smokey the Wombat says, kids. Don't be a cunt. That's right, you little boy. Everybody here come here get a badge and a sticker. We're all gonna pledge not to be cunts in the NT. See you in the NT, buddy see oh, We'll See you. We'll all see you all in the NT. I'm Smokey the Wombat, and here's time for Morelia Python Radio. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Uh, all
2: right.
1: <laughs> All right. Awesome stuff, man. Okay. All right. Uh, do you wanna do the closing and then we'll get the hell out of here?
0: I don't even care, man. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> we're Moralia Python we're done, radio, <laughs> you yeah. uh, know. next week we don't out, know. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, All right, God. we're good.
1: All right. We'll catch everybody next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.